boys and girls all over the world tune and dial in to the show where the hosts put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin because it's movie night and the time is right to kick back and let go if you're in the mix and you like good flicks then you came to the wrong show it's the weekly watch wheel it's the weekly watch wheel with matt jimmy and shanley salami day all my beloved welcome to the weekly watch wheel where we'll watch a movie my name is matt and i'm here with shanley shanley how are you i am well well yeah you seem well you have wellness emanating from you that's good because i was not feeling good last night really yeah, I had a huge headache, and I was kind of being a bee. <laughs> okay. Well, you are a wellspring of wellness. <laughs> Not just yeah. us here, of course. We've got my one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world, Jimmy. Jimmy, how are you doing, buddy? Okay. Not good. Bad. <laughs> Were you undecided, or did you just have a quick decline? Oh, <laughs> no. Everything's <laughs> rapidly falling apart. <laughs> like what? Um... I got a injection in my arm today that feels terrible. Oh, um, really? And I got surprised with super pricey car expenses out of nowhere. That's Did you know that tires can have dry rot? I thought that was something that would had. <laughs> There's something wrong with the rotator splint. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've been had. You've been had, sir. Yeah, um, you know, one of my uh, roommates told me to go to these Filipino dudes to get my car checked out, and I did because the Filipinos have always been good to me. And they're like, "Yeah, two thousand dollars." I was like, "What? Like the dry rot?" <laughs> I was like, "That's not a thing." Like, yeah, on the tire. The problem is, you went to full Filipinos. Mm. It's the haves. You never go full Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> Shanley, ladies and gentlemen. Dude. Does it bum you guys out that you can never make a full Filipino? A little bit. Really? Yeah. I guess being told I can I can never do something is always a bummer. I, I believe that we can do it. We have the technology. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that humans have the technology to make a Filipino. All it takes is a little bit of pork, uh, some tan bark, and Coca-Cola for coloring. A little splash of vinegar. (laughs) Let's face it, a lot of vinegar and Um, uh, some patis. And you've got to stir that up with a spoon. (laughs) There you go. An oversized fork and spoon removed from a wall. Oh my gosh, I'm getting blown up right now. Are you super popular? Telemarketer. Hi, it's Bernard there. Nope. (laughs) Our mission is to seek police training improvement, as well as to advocate for a death and disability fund for those officers killed or injured on the job. Let him know he's on the air. As a PAC, we approve representatives Mark Amaday and Daryl Issa for supporting law enforcement. Tell tell him you've called into a radio show and you're on the air. And effectively handle these issues. If we were to send you an envelope, would you show your support with a one-time donation? Well, first I have to let you know that you are live on the air right now with the weekly watch wheel. How you doing? I'm sorry, what was that? 
Welcome to the show. I don't think that's a real human. I think that's an automated voice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He sounded nice. That's what, that was a recording. I think you should have given him your money. We will donate 100% of the money that we've made from this podcast <laughs> to this date. We've only spent money. To the date of recording. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry, police department, you're going to owe us some money back. That was a telemarketer. We're, we're donating to you our debts. That was a telemarketer from Los Angeles calling for Bernard. Well, I hope he's found. No one's called me Bernard in years. That's a name I haven't heard in a <laughs> very long time. All right, cool. You've reached our post-watch episode of the Weekly Watch Wheel. Now, before I hand things over to Shanley, I just I, I need to hash something out with you, Shanley. Are you ready for this? Uh, is, is this retaliation right here? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, it occurred to me today that I've known you for over half of my life at this point. What? Which is crazy. And I have lived in a home with you for over nine months now. Okay. I wouldn't call this a home. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. We, we've we lived in the same location for about nine months now. And I have never been angry with you. You've never, ever, ever made me angry. Jimmy and I piss each other off all the time living in the same place. Maybe not all the time. No, no, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you, I've never been angry with you. Isn't that great? Did that change last night? Yeah, that ends now. Uh, <laughs> what you did to us last night was inhuman. You know, I think you're being a little baby about this. Oh, I don't think it was that bad. So it begins. <laughs> Won't you walk us through uh, what what you did to your so-called friends last night? So I spun Movie Jar 2.0. Yeah. From that, there was the category... Jean-Claude Van Damme movie and mm -hmm. I chose Kickboxer Retaliation from 2018 yeah you did and Matt you were worried that it would not have enough Van Damme in it I might argue that it maybe had too much <laughs> Van Damme in it <laughs> yeah. so were you satisfied at least there um I suppose so yeah I guess so I, I, I would argue that if he had full control of all of his senses in the movie, it would have had too much Van Damme. Mm, but fortunately, that wasn't the case in this movie. Yes. Uh, so He's blind as a bat. <laughs> he sure is. No, he's not. Boy, I, I don't want to get ahead of things, but boy, does he not know how to play a blind man. <laughs> he's just making full eye contact with people. And yeah, just terrible. Terrible work that guy did. Anyway, uh, Shanley, good luck giving us a summary of this movie, <laughs> because there's not much of a story here. There is a lot going on. Yeah, but not and much of a story. And also nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it felt like a just a long training video. Like, it, like for a job? No. Like, <laughs> like um, an orientation video? <laughs> like, you know how in Rocky they have like the training montage? Like montage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt like the whole movie was... A long montage. A long tage. Yes. Mm. So you, you know what dads would make? A lawn tage. It's like look at the progress of my of my front lawn. Is there something to that? Is that funny? funny? I, honestly I think my dad might have <laughs> my dad takes a lot of video or pictures on his phone and shows his progress for like little home improvement updates he makes. 
then he can't find his way to toggle between them quick enough. So every time he shows me the picture, I'm like, Dad, that looks exactly the same. But, like, I don't want to crush his feelings. <laughs> so he's like, oh, yeah, it looks great, Dad. It's getting better and better. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, I interrupted you. What's the plot of this movie, Shanley? Give us so, the summary. This movie... When you garden, it seems like more time has passed in a lontage. Is that something? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Are you ready for this, guys? For what? Me trying to summarize this for movie. a lontage. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, just go, go right. quick. Talk over us. We're, we're ridiculous people. Yes, you are. But, okay. So this movie is about Kurt Sloan, who I guess starred in the first Kickboxer and was played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, and then he dies in the second one. And so, was it clear that, like, because he, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme is in this movie, this isn't necessarily a, a sequel, it's just kind of like a standalone film, right? Like, No, I think this is a this sequel. This is a conversation that should take place after the summary. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Kurt Sloan's a guy... Uh, he killed You're some guy. You're taking so long on this. You know, James, I am trying real hard. He killed Tauntaun. <laughs> he killed, what's his name? Tauntaun. It's not Tauntaun. Maybe. Mm, I think it's Tanbo. It. That's maybe closer. I have it written down. Taun, oh, no. Tonto. It's Tauntaun. <laughs> no. What is his name? His name is. Tum Tum. Oh, Tangpo. Tang po. So he kills... Are you sure you didn't get autocorrected? Tang? Yeah, I don't know if it's <laughs> Tang. <laughs> Maybe I did. Uh, go ahead. You keep talking. Okay. I'll figure it out. <laughs> so, possibly Tang Po is the guy he kills in Thailand. 18 I'm months later, um, he gets jumped by these guys pretending to be U.S. Marshals. Or U.S. Marshals. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you were on it today. Thank you. So um, they apprehend him and then they take him back to Thailand and say, hey, you killed one of our beloved guys. Now you are in trouble. So you're going to have to. Um, it would be hilarious if that was the actual dialogue. Hey. You killed one of our beloved guys, and now you are in trouble. <laughs> it's basically... Uh, their writing was not a lot better so, than so what I'm saying. So it's Tong Po. Yeah. So you, Tong Okay, Tong. Tong Po. Not Tang Po. Sorry. No, no need to apologize. Tong? <laughs> like for picking stuff up? Mm-hmm. Tong Po. Tong Po. So, one more fight to the death against the current champion, Mongut. Mongut? Yeah. Mongut. Yeah. Or else you're Mon-cut. going to be a prisoner here forever, and we well, win. Okay, sorry, win and get, uh, get your freedom, and also get a million dollars, and also we have your wife. <laughs> so do what we say. Wow. So then he makes some friends, and well, first of all, he's in prison, so he's okay. fighting against all the other prisoners because they all hate him for killing Tongpo. And then he kind of makes friends with some of them, and he's training, and then he runs into his old pal Durand, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, mm-hmm. and through, uh, he meets another inmate, Mike Tyson, who plays someone named Briggs. So he has a little group of people that he trains with, and he is training And the to... soccer band. 
The what? The soccer man. Sure. Some guy who plays soccer. Yeah. Did you already say that? No, no. but... Okay, well, he's, a, he's the other most important identifiable training partner. True. But I'm just talking in, like, broad strokes. Oh, I, how you're doing a just, quick summary. I didn't I'm realize. trying to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really trying <laughs> I to. I thought we were doing the long summary, so I figured I'd jump in. So, training for this fight you so that he can get his two freedom, a million dollars, and his wife back. Nice. And did, did you mention that it's a fight to the death? To I, the death. To the death, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. You know, I, uh, Shanley, I I know that you maybe feel that you struggled your way through that a little bit, Shanley, but it's uh, still more clear than it was in the movie. I've got no, to it say. Wasn't. I think so. This movie was incredibly clear. Nah. Okay, James, give a better synopsis right now. Okay, ready? Uh, MMA fighter is kidnapped. Oh, I missed that already. I missed that he was an MMA fighter. By a fight promoter in Thailand as a way of seeking revenge Revenge. for a guy he killed previously. Mm -hmm. And he is coerced into fighting for his freedom to save his girlfriend. His wife. Okay, his wife. And possibly for a million dollars against a genetically engineered monster man. Hmm. Yours didn't include that the Monster Man is the current champion. Dang, Jimmy. Yeah. Massive oversight. People are so lost. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's fighting the current champion. When does the Monster Man come in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, initial responses up front, you guys. Best movie ever. I kind of wonder if they could have raised the stakes a little bit more. They could have. They could have. They should have. The stakes like, could have been higher. What else would he need as incentive to get him to, like, train his ass off? He will also be castrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Castrated oh, wait, no, no, and no. then killed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his corpse would be castrated. <laughs> and everybody Ooh. at his funeral would know it. His <laughs> wife is into the whole thing. And she agrees to go with the winner. Oh. Okay. Monkut is his stepfather. <laughs> his mm. wife's pregnant, and now his unborn child is on the line. But it's actually Monkut's child. Well, yeah, that's the twist at the end. But to get him invested, he has to think it's his still. Mm. But his ex-lover is slave to Monkut. And is carrying his child. So they both are pregnant. <laughs> his girl has Monkut's baby. And Monkut's girl has his baby. And he has to rescue both of them. And then he finds out that Monkut is actually his son from a prior marriage that he didn't know about that he abandoned. And, and uh, also his stepfather. <laughs> and uh, A lot of incest. Yeah. And then also... A person of incest, if you will. Interest through incest? <laughs> also. Just hanging out with his family. <laughs> some Muay Thai magic. That, that should have been the title of this movie. Um, Monkut is like linked to. Car- What's his name? Carl? 
Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. <laughs> so when he dies, so like they we, neither can live while the other survives. Mm. Mm. Horcrux. Yeah. Oh yeah, get a prophecy in yeah. there. Uh, there is a prophecy in this movie. They, I think. Was there? I think so. Oh, well, I mean his vision. Stupid. That was Stupid a great movie. addition. I loved that. <laughs> so Jimmy says best movie ever. Shanley, you said you would like to have seen them raise the stakes just to see. But what was your impression of the movie? Honestly, I, it dragged on a little bit, but I didn't hate it. It most certainly did not. It was an hour and 50 it minutes. It felt like an hour and 45. <laughs> uh, this is a Walmart movie in the truest sense of the word. Oh, I, hell yeah. <laughs> I this do... Is- I do not think you can buy this movie outside of some sort of box set. Yeah, this is one where the the cover art shows this and another movie. Yes, it, it comes with Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. <laughs> That's not true. It's, it is. It's very much. I think it true. comes with like Drive Angry or something. Part Drive Angrier. <laughs> yeah, like what was a, that movie? Because you should think of the demographic that yeah. would buy this. And then find another movie that's yeah. like What was it. that movie that was like video games, but like Pixels. the video game? No, no. The video game people are like controlling real people. Avatar. I think it's called like, Gamer. They, is it Gerard I Butler? Be, I think it is Gerard Butler. Yeah. That's the movie that this is yeah. paired with. But no, the sequel. Okay, Gamer 2. <laughs> Gamer 2 Resurgence or something really it dumb It needs like a yeah. Yeah, subline, subtitle. Gamer the legacy lives on or something like that some stupid subtitle shanley this movie drove me crazy I, at one point in the, the night i went to the bathroom and i literally prayed i'm a man of prayer i literally prayed that you didn't pause the movie while i was in the restroom oh no jimmy had your back <laughs> oh yeah we stopped the movie <laughs> Wait, are you referring to Birdemic? I went to the restroom and Jimmy had my back. <laughs> no, but that's funny. <laughs> okay, um, where the heck do we begin with this story? At the beginning. Okay, so it opens so, in a cologne commercial. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, we have Carl and his lady Kyle. friend. <laughs> uh, they're dressed up all fancy. He's wearing like a tuxedo without the tie and it's like unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. And he's like slow dancing with his girl on like a dining car on a train. A train. Yeah. She's wearing this beautiful red cocktail dress. And then a bunch of hoodlums bust into the car and are fighting him and the lady. Yeah. <laughs> and th- he's fighting them real good. And then they climb onto the roof of the train. And then everyone falls, falls off, off the of train. Into water. There's a Wilhelm scream. There for was. one of them. There's, people, there's yeah. the other scream that's a trope. The, the When the girl goes off the side. Oh, I didn't it's, know that there's another one. It's not a, yeah, it's not a Wilhelm scream, but it's one that's like reused a lot. It's like oh, okay. a... I think it started in like those things in the early days of the internet when someone would send you like a it's like a funny video and then that face pops up and it's like a girl scream yeah i can hear it i know that one i think that one was it uh Um, there there, there's a tango dance sequence on that train before they get attacked you just said they were dancing oh did you i'm sorry i'm just lost in how dumb this stupid movie is and it's pronounced tongpo (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) 
Uh, they, Wait. But so, so then this whole thing happens, and it turns out that it was just a dream. It was maybe. all a dream. You know, it was a dream. Because there, he, said, no maybe. he said, when I went down, I had a dream. And like, when did you go down? What is On he talking lady. about? <laughs> he jumps off the train into some water. There's this really, there's very poor continuity in this fight. There's like a part where he, he fights a woman who's got like a bob haircut. And then he like knocks her out. And then he gets on the top of the train, and she's up there. It's yeah. just really weird. And mm-hmm. I wrote about that in my notes, and my uh, phone autocorrected me to say, how did the bob hair lady get on the top of the twain so fast? Twain? And, <laughs> top of the twain. <laughs> which That's I like great. better. Yeah. Top of the twain so fast. <laughs> and a top of the twain to you too, sir. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so there is no character relationship establishment in this. And one might say that, oh, well, if you know the first movie, then you would know that this is wife. But this movie's been entirely recast. So when on on this twain, <laughs> when the gal and him look at each other, it's like a flirtatious, like, it's a flirtatious look. It's not a relationship look. It's like he's hitting on her. Oh, yeah. It and, felt very much like a seduction And, like, and yeah. so I have no idea, like, who is this woman when they kidnap her and, and like... I, it's just it's so so poorly done and then he wakes up and referring to when he went down and we don't know what that means we don't know if that means in a fight I don't I assume it means in a fight but we never saw him get into a fight when he went down this movie has absolutely no transitional scenes there's no transition from one event to another wait there are transitional scenes the scenes that like the really stylized, like time lapse oh, city shots that a show bunch up. of smudges over the screen. Yes, it all a lot of Buddha like it was imagery. Legit. It was uh, the Survivor opening credits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It happened multiple times throughout this movie, where it's like, like Buddha, yeah. like sculptures, or and, whatever. and like lotuses, and then like with like video, like low quality videos of like people fighting, and then like uh, like monk like swinging like a fire. Like poi ball thing, and then yeah. sunset time yeah, lapses. It, it, you know what would have been a better use of time is to show what's happening to the characters yeah. from one setting to the next. But uh, I kind of liked it. It let us know that this is like a very Oriental movie. <laughs> yeah, they did. It they really the let tone. you know that. <laughs> that brings up an interesting point, and I, I'm definitely getting ahead of myself. It helped orient us. Sure did. In the prison, so he goes to prison at some point. I had to. Yeah. He goes to prison at one point, and again, we don't see any transition of him being convicted and then locked up. He's just in a prison. Why would he be convicted? He's being convicted for having murdered Tong Lo. He already knows that they're not really the police. But he's in a real prison. And so it's. Yeah. They don't show him get locked up, they don't show. The organized crime folks, Christopher Lambert, they don't show him give them over to the police and well, give them and money or something. Why would they waste time with that? You want yeah. this movie to be longer? Yeah, why you're waste like, time oh, telling the why story? Why didn't we get the courtroom scene? Is that what you're upset about? No, right I, it's from one scene to the next, you are asking, wait, when did this happen? Why is he here? It, Where are you we? You just weren't paying attention because he finished, he's in that fight and then he goes back to his weird. Locker room, bedroom, dungeon. Yeah, with it has CGI like a heavy walls bag and like a shower without a curtain. door or a yeah. curtain or anything. And he comes walking out in a towel, and there's two men who do not seem like cops, but they say they are. 
And then they're like, you killed a man in Thailand, and we're going to take you there. Mm. And he's like, say what? Let me see your IDs again. And they show, like, a super fake-looking badge. And then he's like, that's not... And then he gets tranked in the neck. Oh, yeah, we found out how he got sedated. Mm. He didn't get picked up by the scruff of his neck like we'd hoped. Yeah, I'm well, he was, uh, that is what we could have seen... In the <laughs> for whole the transition, because we, we don't know that they didn't also do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but so the point is that, that we know fake cops just took him to Thailand for his crimes. And then he wakes up and he's in a jail in Thailand. That makes sense. I don't think they know. So he, no, he doesn't wake up in a jail in Thailand. He wakes up in the presence of Christopher Lambert yeah, in jail. That's not, I don't think that's in jail. I think that's like in his office or something. But it, they also show... You don't think he has an office at the jail? No. No, I he don't. He definitely does. I feel like they show Lambert just showing up at the prison. So obviously he just can walk in yeah. and not whenever. So it's, it's, probably, it's not He clear. probably owns it. A lot of prisons are, uh, anyway, I, are I, privately owned. I'm only bringing this stuff up because you used the word Oriental. And I wanted to point out that this movie has a little bit of problematic oh, to it. This movie is kind of like a modern day gladiator. It, it is. I suppose. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And, and boy, did we need that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes to this prison and he's just tearing through all these Thai people. The only people in the prison who know how to fight are like expats. They're like all Americans or Europeans. All of the, the Thai people there are the people that he's shredded through in an in a shaky cam fight. Did you notice you that? You don't know that the black dudes are American or European. <laughs> Their accents are American. The soccer player never talks. Well, the gentleman never asks. <laughs> and the soccer player never talks. As they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that that was kind of ridiculous. I think if, if you're bringing Carl or whatever to Thailand... I mean, you should probably be introducing him to the fighting culture there. Don't you think? Yeah. And so having him just learn how to fight from some American named Mike Tyson who meditates every single day. Who's like sort I of mean, maybe... his name for... isn't Mike Tyson. Uh, is it not? Oh, his, his name's Briggs. Briggs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's worst. It's the worst thing. So, yes, you're totally right. The, the way this should have gone is... There should have been like some badass Muay Thai dudes, yeah, that like taught him how to fight, yeah. But also, this movie is stupid because we establish it right off the bat, like you said, you kind of breeze through it. But he is in prison, and I don't, I didn't really understand how this fight started. Like, if it was just like, oh, like there's the new guy, let's beat him up. But he literally just walks through the entire prison, beating everyone up. So I actually have how that went down. Oh, great. So <laughs> Kurt is like, I don't know, doing something in a room. Who? And Kurt. Carl. Kurt Sloan. Oh. And some other white guy with like, I'm going to call him Beard Man. Cause... He looks like the guy from Lost. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. um, he looks like the younger guy from Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Sure. I don't actually I know, his, but his with the Corey facial hair, Duff. I'm, I'm going to believe that's true. Yeah. So that guy, Bird, uh, Beard Man, yes. came up to him and said, hey, they're going to make a move on you. And Kurt says, I got this. And then he starts some tough talk, which he 
does kind of repeatedly through the movie. Uh-huh. Where he goes, usually involves an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah, he says, you better call the prison doctor. And then he just starts listing all the injuries he's going to give everyone that's in the vicinity. Sick. And then he does that. Jimmy's just pulled up a picture of Corey Duck. I don't know Duck. that his name is Duck. Might be Corey Jenkins or something. Wasn't one of the Van Damme characters in the movie that you brought up yesterday his last name Ducks? It was. Frank Duck. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, I, I can... No, no. Nope. Please. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> That's totally beside the point. His name is Willie Robertson. Okay. Yeah, it sounds about right. His wife's name is Corey. Duck. Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Corey Duck Robertson. She hyphenated. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> From the famous Duck Dynasty in the Orient. She inherited all of her money from her dad, Daffy. Mm. <laughs> Not as big as the Donald. Uh, or or the Scrooge Mick. His first name is Scrooge Mick, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep, that's how that works. <laughs> Go ahead, Shadley. So, where were we? Who knows? Uh, he starts l- saying, call the prison doctor, and lists all the injuries, <sighs> and then he, you're about to talk about him shredding through all these I'm people. tired. Yeah, um... So, I mean, that's just kind of what happens. He gets through a whole prison of prisoners. And yeah, a prison full. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And he doesn't really have a... baker's a... prison. Yeah, you get an extra <laughs> for that. Uh, it, and it's a single cam fight sequence. And Was it's... a baker's prison better than a prison's dozen? Baker's prison's better because it makes less sense. Okay, good. <laughs> it's a baker's prison of his own baking. Oh, no. <laughs> we did it. Oh, Shut man. everything down. We've reached the pinnacle of comedy. <laughs> Goodness, uh, it's so hard to follow this shaky single cam fight, and it's being. it's. What did you guys think about the music? He's fighting to a blues song that just keeps saying, I'm a bad man. How did we feel about that? I hated it. Really? Yeah, me um, too. So I thought this was a mistake <laughs> at this point. What? The movie. I thought watching this movie was a bad choice during this prison fight scene. Okay. When he's just walking through and fighting everyone and this music was playing. Uh, I was like, oh no. Oh, this is taking a long time. Like, what are we doing here? It's very long. Yeah, it was unpleasant. I didn't care for it. He goes from he goes everywhere. He I goes think he's up like and down and was just on scaffolding and yeah, jumps onto a roof and yeah. I, what are the rules at this prison? You just go wherever you want. No, sometimes do they don't you let want. you fight, but most of the time they let you fight. But sometimes, well, they let you fight, and then later you get whipped for it. But you could you could fight. He didn't get whipped for this fight, did he? Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He that was did. the first. That's the first time he got a whooping. They just let you do the whole fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I so think there's like a set time every day for the whippings. Okay. So you just do whatever you do during the day, and then when it's whipping time, they're like, "All right, you, you got in thirty six fights today. Ooh, it's gonna be a lot of whipping." And then they whip them. Oh, okay. Great. It's like it's like hockey rules. But they don't stop. You the fight. lost me immediately when you, you say that. You know how that works. 
No. No one watches hockey, but everyone knows that hockey fights are a thing. You oh, don't know that? Oh, I do know that. And they don't yeah, stop yeah. the fight. They let you fight, and then you're in trouble afterwards. Yeah, hockey that's is... That's hockey rules. It is... I think it's... I actually think that's prison rules, but I think it's then gone no, over I to hockey. I think in prison, they'll stop the fight. I think in prison, they're like, hey, we're going to shoot you with beanbags or something. Or shoot you in the beanbag. Oh, damn. That's messed up. Uh, so he meets back up with, with Moore, who's played by Christopher Lambert, who... His he looks great. No, no, no. Oh, no, never mind. You're right. He meets with uh, Christopher Lambert, who looks His great, by the Moore? way. His name is Moore? His name is Thomas Moore. Thomas? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a Yiddish name. <laughs> I got Thomas Tang Moore. Yeah, okay. Oh. That Sometimes could also be Tang another... is more. I think it's Tong Moore. <laughs> Maybe. I don't want to go through this movie scene for scene, of course. And it's super easy for us to fall into that. But I bring this up because this is Moore's game. A game of Moore, if you will. He wants to let um, Carl have as many fights and get beat up beaten up in prison every day so that way he agrees to have this fight with Monka. And uh he meets with him and he tells him, like, hey, you can keep fighting for your life every single day, or you can come fight for me and you'll make a million dollars and I'll get you out of prison. But then he says this to him, which we all wrote down, I think. He said, When you fight for me and insert Raiden laugh, because he's Raiden laughing all over this movie. <laughs> Our third Lambert, by the way. Highlander, High Lambert, if you will, uh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Lambert, uh-huh. and uh, Lambert Boxer, Retali Ambert. I was going to wow. say, <laughs> what were you I was going to say, Kickboxer Retali Lambert. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, no, this yours is, is better. This is annoying. When you fight for me, <laughs> you will instantly go from choking on your own vomit to comfort, wealth. And provocative sensual amusement, which is gross. Yeah. <laughs> but also funny. <laughs> so it reminded me of you remember when we were watching The Phantom and uh, Drax offers the Phantom's girlfriend to Shang Tsung and he says, Oh, uh, personal pleasure. Yes, I didn't think of that one. It reminded, do you remember what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, that was awesome. It, it reminded me of that line, only that not guy good. That was so good. Drax? Yeah. Yeah. What was he his? Is Xander Drax. Yeah, I think his, his real name was like Tip something. I forget. Whatever. Tip Drill. Uh, um, <laughs> the first thing I wrote down was not... I didn't write that quote at really? all. Really? Shanley, did you but write that I one down? Did, you know what? I saw you guys immediately go on your phones, and I'm like, okay. mm, I'm going to let them get that one. Cause... Okay. The first thing I wrote down was pretty deep into the movie. I think it was when he first arrived at the prison. <laughs> yes. And... Arrived in... <laughs> There was so they did this thing periodically where they would put like I think when is this movie from? This is like recent, right? Twenty eighteen. Jeez. Okay. So <laughs> so like eleven or twelve years ago they started doing this thing where sometimes they would put the subtitles on the screen, but like not like at the bottom, like in like yeah. they, they like really emphasize parts of it. Mm-hmm. And this movie really locked into that. Yeah. But there's a conversation between Two Thai guards. Yes, thank where you. Where one of them says, "Can you believe she sent me this picture?" And the <laughs> picture a was in big and like different color, different colored letters. And then the other guy goes, 
wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and crazy was in huge letters. And then they just move on from that. And like, know, why did you even bother paying someone <laughs> to put those in? And to type that up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, they didn't thoughtfully choose the right typeface. No. Too. It, and, the, and the color choices is totally different from the color palette of the movie. It was like consistent with like a cell phone commercial. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. I do what what font is closest to that? It's like a Aerial, aerial bold or yeah, something like okay. that. Yeah. And then the last the last More word of a Helvetica. Really? Was it Helva bold? It was like an italic Helvetica. And then the last word to be emphasized would be a different color, but it would be like an orange, like a burnt orange or yeah. like a sky blue. They had like a cyan blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they had like a cyan and they had like a pinky orange, like a salmon. Yeah, there there are movies that do this well. The most recent one I could think of is Avengers Endgame. Did it really well when uh, when Clint Barton is serving is fighting as Ronin in Japan. The subtitles in that are really really cool looking. But you have to like think about what typeface to use that's going to match the tone of it, and don't just highlight the last word. Like highlight a word that matters the most. Like picture. Like <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Dumb. I dumb. Thought dumb. That they might be like things that would come up later. <laughs> But no. no. Yeah. Uh, so that was crazy. <laughs> I also wrote like down, like the picture. Uh, <laughs> they let the other white prisoner have nunchucks. How many martial <laughs> yeah. artists are in this prison? Yeah. Was what that was? when he's about to fight Tyson? It was yeah, like a little bit before that. But there's okay. like just some weird white guy with like a faux hawk. Yeah. Shaking around nunchucks for a while. Yeah. Before we get there. Let's go back to that room with Thomas Moore because Thomas Moore rolls with two who I perceived were prostitutes. Yeah, you really did. I did. You keep talking about it. <laughs> they're just women. There's uh... no evidence that they're prostitutes, and I think it's kind of messed up that you keep leaning into that. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's a little gross. <laughs> what was what was the quote? Provocative amusements. Provocative sensual amusement. So that I mean, sounds prostitutish. But it also, these girls are somewhat scantily dressed and... And are apparently there for his amusement. You don't know that? Okay. Well, what, what should we call them then? His, his two paramours. Associates? A pair of mores for more. Oh. A pair of paramours for more. Is that what you want to call them? No. Why, you just said, and I quote, that's what you want to call them. That was me. <laughs> Everyone heard me say that. Okay. Uh, They're his associates. Okay. We'll call them associates, but the first three letters are capitalized. Uh, In a different color? (laughs) In a different color. In blacklight lettering. (laughs) Oh, we'll get there. So uh, these women are distinguishable not only because they're different people, but one of them has a dragon tattoo and the other one has a phoenix tattoo. I only bring this up now because this is going to come up later. It's going to come up later. Okay. So now... um, Shanley, do you have anything to discuss about this meeting? Do you uh, think they're prostitutes, Shanley, or do you think Matt is a sexist? I mean, <laughs> or it, both. It's it's only those it's only those two options. I think that the way it's set up, where we are introduced to these characters, where they're just kind of sitting behind more and more says that line. Uh, so I feel like in that setting, we are introduced to them, and we kind of think maybe they are prostitu- prostitutes, but then later. We see, like, oh, they can fight. So, like, that changed my mind on, like, yeah, okay. what their talents. Prostitutes can't fight. 
Is well, it just me or is Shanley coming off kind of sexist? No, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then maybe I'm just reading Prostitutes too much can't it. fight. No, they can't. Prostitutes like to talk a big game, but they can't back it up. Yeah, okay. Uh, They're definitely not prostitutes. Okay. Because they that's not how prostitutes work. Okay. You know? Okay. Well, then, associates. Now, of course, as I keep saying, I don't want to go scene for scene for scene, but there's a lot to talk about. Because the next... The next bit is when he meets Tyson. Let's talk Tyson. Jimmy, how does he meet Tyson? I don't know. <laughs> Shanley, do you know how he meets Tyson? Um, he interrupts. Oh, he's his fighting meditation. the guy. He's fighting someone else, right? Tyson I, is I meditating, and Carl is fighting someone. Kurt. His name and is Kurt. They. It doesn't matter, Shanley. <laughs> Carl's fighting the nunchuck guy, maybe. Oh, okay. And he, like, throws him, and he hits some little, like, desk that, like, Mike Tyson was kneeling in front of. And Mike Tyson stands up and says, you interrupted my meditations. <laughs> yeah. And the subtitle just said meditation, but yeah. he definitely put us on the end. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. My meditations. It's like patience, meditations. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the same word. Uh, and the guards stop him from fighting Typhon. Oh, it, no, they don't. Yeah, they do. That's why. That's why I don't understand what the rules are at this prison. Because that first fight where he was fighting a million people, that went on forever. And when he's fighting Tyson, they they stop that fight and then give them both both. They fight a for whooping. a while, though. So you made it sound like they stop them from fighting. They fight for a long they time. They fight, but... The they reason... fight across rooms. You know, they're, like, traveling yeah. while they fight. Mike Tyson... I, and Mike Tyson stops and sips some soup. Some food. Mike Tyson punches through a support beam on the lower level of the prison. 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 <laughs> um, and that's probably why they stopped it, is because, like, whoa, hey, whoa. <laughs> Briggs is tearing down the building again. We better <laughs> stop this guy. Who interrupted his meditations? Kurt. But Carl the cops Kurt. didn't. Are you kidding that. me, Shanley? <laughs> My point is that the guards were upset because someone interrupted his meditations, <laughs> and so now he's tearing the building down. It's happened for the tenth time. Yeah. And now this is getting tense. Yeah, they're <laughs> thick of it. Uh, They're in the thick of it. <laughs> yes, they are. Boy, are they. <laughs> this is when I called the first time check at no 29 freaking minutes <laughs> of this one hour and 50 minute movie. 29 minutes. And it sucked. During that fight, Mike Tyson, uh, I don't know what the lead in was, but Kurt Sloan makes some comment about Briggs meditation. And he's like, oh, like... Is that why you're so calm or something? Or yeah, because uh, during the whooping, Kurt is screaming and uh, Tyson no. is just holding nope. still. But hey, I'm glad you interrupted to be wrong. Um, <laughs> during their fight, he says something oh. and Mike Tyson punches him in the chest super hard yeah. and then says, I am calm. Very calm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that super part, weird. That part is weird. It's cut incorrectly. That part is cut incorrectly because there's like a tough talk comeback. Let me 
it's a uh, he yeah he says to Tyson he like pauses the fight and he's like are you calm Mike Tyson hits him a bunch of times and says I'm calm very calm and then and then Sloan says I guess not and it's like that was not cut correctly. Mm. I think he's supposed to say, are you calm? Gets punched many times and then says, I guess not. And then Tyson says, I am calm. Very calm. It was like, it was just incorrect, I think. Or at least it didn't flow in a coherent way. I think you're incorrect. You think that that's how it was supposed to go? I think that the punch that I'm talking about when he says I'm calm, very calm, was at a different part of the fight than the, like... Matrix style, like rapid punches to the body. That was that you're cool. talking about. It like was that. not cool. I was very impressed. Tyson is old. But yeah, oh, boy, does he still have it. He can actually box in impressive ways still, but that was silly. Hmm. I think also those punches were supposed to look like it was doing something cool, but like he didn't even move his body. He's just doing this, <laughs> and it looked stupid. Hmm. I feel like he could do one punch that would hurt way more than all of those did. So, during a lot of these fight sequences, we see a lot of slow-mo shots. Mm -hmm. Slow-mo. But, did they... Like, he just ignored me. (laughs) Did they also speed up certain parts? Probably. Uh Okay, because that's, I think, a lot of um, the quick punches you were talking about, I kind of just assumed they were, like, just sped up. Okay. I didn't think that he actually did that, and now I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe he did. Um, one of the other lines, and I think this is closer to no, it's still before that. So the punch that I wrote down happens really early because then after that I wrote down Tyson's slap, and then punches through the support beam, and I thought that was hilarious because there's one part where he slaps him. Yeah. Instead of hitting him, and I was like, "That actually looked brutal." I think yeah. that was a slow mo. Uh, and slow-mo then, slap. yeah, dude, I think it was. And then he punches through the support beam, and then at some point later, Mike Tyson says, "I keep my fist fast and hard, ready to break anything that it hits." I'm sorry. He says, "I keep my fist fast and hard." <laughs> fast and hard. <laughs> oh, jeez. My fist fast and hard. He, he nails one there of those S's, though. One of them. I think it's the last one. Anything that it hits. I was like, oh, look at you. You got that elocution down, Tyson. He got a hit in the jaw that made him pronounce S's suddenly. <laughs> he lost a tooth. And now he can pronounce S's. <laughs> um, oh. And then at some point, he does like an uppercut that flips Sloan through the air. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he lands on the concrete. Yeah. And... That looked pretty brutal. I think that's a good stunt. It was pretty brutal. Because you, normally things like that, when somebody does a flip, you see them flip through the air and then it's a cut with them on the ground. Mm-hmm. But this, you see the full thing and him land on the concrete. And that's probably not concrete. That's probably how they did it. But it looks good. Mm. And it's got good sound design because it makes like a like a flap kind of like, like, a, like a, a foot, foot <laughs> slapping on the pavement. Like a footless woman walking through the lobby. But she has feet. I know that for sure. I know that more than most people I see on the street. She has feet talking about the foot lady, of course. Um, and that brings up an interesting, an interesting point. My opinion is that I think the fights look good in this movie. I think that that's the one credit I can give to this. Like these, these hits, they look like they're connecting. They don't look like pulled punches. 
yeah, the slow-mo's obnoxious, and uh, the different stylized camera work is obnoxious, but I think the stunt work is impressive. Uh, Jimmy, you are our resident fighter, so uh, what, what's your assessment on that? It was okay. Just okay? Very okay. Okay. <laughs> I think that the fight choreography in this wasn't done by a fighter. I think the fight choreography in this was done by, like... A director, a, a gymnast, or whatever. I think someone who's not a fighter was like, "Could we do this?" And then the stunt crew was like, "Yeah, okay, sure, <laughs> I guess." Okay, because um, if you like, because the track. Super... Do you mean because the tracking doesn't make sense? Just a lot of the movements don't make sense and are ridiculous. I feel like we're kind of, I think, in the midst of a martial arts renaissance in Hollywood. I think with Shang-Chi just came out right before this recording. Yeah. And how awesome that was. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, it's not new, but, like, John Wick over the last several years has really been kind of groundbreaking on having, like, realistic martial arts in all of the choreography. I feel like I have less of a tolerance for stuff that doesn't make sense or is, like, super unrealistic. So that's why, like, the Mike Tyson, like, speed punches to the ribs. Yeah. It annoyed me because, like, I'm not a boxer, but I know that you don't just punch from your arms. Like, so when his body isn't moving at all and he's just doing this, like, clearly, no offense, clearly, I don't know if you thought it was cool, but, Matt, you thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought so. And I feel like that's something that, like, it could kind of look cool, but in a way that's, like, no fighter would punch like that. Gotcha. You know? It's it, and I've watched also Mike Tyson fought recently, and so I watched a bunch of training footage of Mike Tyson, and seeing him actually like do like shadow boxing and heavy bag workouts, it's so much more terrifying than what he did in most of the fight in this. That okay. I was actually a little bit disappointed in it. Oh, okay. But in general, a lot of the stunt work was very impressive. It just frustrated me because I was like, oh man, like so much of this is clearly ridiculous okay yeah i don't have any insight on things like that so that's interesting for me looking at it as stunt work not as coherent fighting i, I just it it felt really realistic the connections um not, was, not like the emotional yeah. connections but like as as a fist was flying at somebody's face i expected that stuff to look a lot more gi joe you know what i mean Mm. And I thought that stuff looked good. Yeah, it's definitely not, like, terrible. Okay. Shanley, what, what did you think of the, the fights as as far as the quality of them? I mean, I feel like, again, I agree with you, Matt. I don't know really on the choreography what makes sense. Like, oh, a fighter wouldn't do that or whatever. But I did think it looked good. Uh-huh. And I think one of the main reasons I think it looked so good is that the actor who plays Kurt Sloan is primarily a stuntman. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, yeah, he's certainly not an actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looking on IMDb, he has 23 acting credits and 63 stunt credits. Elaine Macaroni, right? That's his name? Uh, Elaine Moosey. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. I, I liked it. I... He's jacked and, and extremely handsome. He's, he's a good frontman for this movie, but yeah, he doesn't know how to act at all. And it his fighting, I think, looked good. It's about here when we're introduced to Van Damme. And uh, 
Carl <laughs> says to Tyson that he wants to learn how to fight like him. And so um, Tyson says, you know, like, meet me. Wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I run with this for one second? Okay. So the first thing Mike Tyson says, they, Mike Tyson and Sloan have their fight. And then they're getting whipped and Sloan's being a little bitch about it. And Mike Tyson Briggs is like just not being affected whatsoever. I honestly like I felt a little bit uncomfortable watching that scene. Did either of you guys? No. Like like racially? It was was just jarring watching a black prisoner get whipped. Yeah. Um, It reminded me the scene in Glory when Denzel uh, submits himself to being whipped. mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it made me feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But anyways, that happened. And, um... I just I don't know why like the whipping was included in this movie. I don't know like not that I had a problem with it, I guess, but I don't see how that was like adding to anything else. After watching the whole movie, I'm like if they cut out all the whipping scenes, it would have made no difference. Yeah. But, so the first thing that happens with Mike Tyson after that is he's like, "How do you how are you so tough?" And he's like, "Oh, come with me." And they like leave their room. And then leave the building that they're in at night in yeah. the prison. And he's like, every day, come to this plant and take some and then put it on your back. Okay, so this movie was definitely designed by somebody who likes Batman Begins a uh-huh. lot. Yeah. The prison fights uh-huh. and the plants. Definitely. Go on. But so he does that. Then it's back in the room. Sloan's putting the stuff on. Mike Tyson comes into his room again. And then he says can you walk? And then someone's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, come with me. And like, you just walked somewhere like a minute ago to go get that plant <laughs> that he's putting on his back right now. Why are you asking him if he can walk? Uh, but then they go walk to the other room and he introduces him to Duran. Okay. So have any of us seen the first kickboxer? No, no. I watched it way, 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 way back when I don't remember it. So what, what are your, perceptions of this character Durand with regards to like the franchise I mean it seemed to me like he was a mentor kind of character Mm. yeah I would imagine that he was uh, Sloane's coach in the first one right right and he's like what are you doing here Durand super coincidental right well and then Durand explains that he's there because the guy was trying to get him to like tell him how to find Sloan. Right. And that he refused to tell him. So right. he's been in prison. Right. And uh, the, he brings up, he's like, oh man, like what happened to your eyes? And he's like, oh, I'm blind, but this was a blessing. Which made me go, oh, he's blind? <laughs> like either, I couldn't tell that he was blind at all. Yeah, I just thought he was wearing <laughs> sunglasses at night. And then he pulled, which some are wont to do. Mm-hmm. So he can, so he can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes off his sunglasses and tells him, "Like, look at me in my eyes, or whatever." So I don't know. It's stupid. I thought it was hilarious that he lifted up his glasses, and he was doing like the cross eyed. Um, yeah, uh, Michael Scott, like blind character, when he lifts up, he, he, <laughs> he fell into the vat of acid, eyes first. <laughs> eyes are all crossed. He's yeah, like it looks like that is it's very ridiculous. So realistic. So the reason I asked the question about what you guys think Durand was in the first one is because I got the same impression too by this interaction but I've just like gone through IMDB and again I've, I don't remember this movie so I could be wrong but if I understand correctly Durand is an original character in this movie 
And so it's like, oh, we meet again, Durand. And what happened to your eyes? This is terrible. And Mm -hmm. it's like... What are we doing here? This is yeah. not how you introduce a character. You're expecting it to be like a like Mickey or like yeah, Apollo like an established character. Something. That's how they. Like, <laughs> this movie's not created by people who know how to make movies. Did but, you find him in the first one, Shanley? Not in the first one, but I um I stumbled upon Kickboxer Vengeance. That Where does that land? It in? looks like it's probably the one right before Retaliation because it came out 2016. Okay. Um, so it has, he comes back as Durand. Also, in case you were wondering, uh, Tong Po is played by Dave Bautista. And what? it I also. He was dead. Well, yeah, but I guess that fight happens in the movie Vengeance. And then Retaliation is talking about how they are punishing Kurt Sloan for killing Tong Po in the previous one. But I thought that Retaliation canonically follows kickboxer clearly not i mean that's what i thought too but like i guess vengeance falls in there somewhere is is kurt in vengeance yes he is i thought he died in kickboxer too you know the world may never know Oh, okay so you know what i think this makes sense maybe kickboxer 2 takes place at the end of the timeline Oh, okay. so like, it's like Tokyo just, Drift. They just keep like wedging more movies in between <laughs> one and two. Yeah, Fast and the Furious did it. <laughs> so, so we were under the impression that this new continuity starts with Retaliation, but maybe it starts a few movies prior. The new continuity is started, cancel, rubs out Kickboxer two, but maybe it starts with Vengeance, or maybe even one before that. Dude, it would be hilarious to make a movie franchise. With the rule that every sequential movie in release order cannot be a direct sequel from to the prior. one before it, so you <laughs> always have to be at least one movie shifting around. Well, that definitely seems like that's what they were doing here. It's a that's very awesome. experimental franchise. I'm into it. Uh, yeah, not me. Um, James, in case you were interested, I'm. I can guarantee you, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Vengeance also features Gina Carano and George St. Pierre. Yeah, that does not much for me. Okay. I mean, it is crazy. So apparently a bunch of UFC or MMA personalities are involved with this franchise. Maybe because like a lot of them grew up as like kids watching the first one. And so they're just excited to be in one of these crap movies. I don't but, know. I think that's just a, like a, just a viable work option for for a UFC fighter to get into the entertainment business. To get like a thousand dollars to be in this movie? Yeah, wouldn't you? To like if, if you were if you would fight competitively where you have to put your like health and your like just like your body on the line, wouldn't you want to pick up a few like a few days of shooting where it's absolutely no risk to your body and you get to be in a movie? No. Not even for a thousand bucks. No. I would. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not Mexican I feel like Filipino. As an, as an actor, I feel like that's the hardest part. It's like, oh, now you have to actually physically kind of be in that shape. Or um, if you're a fighter, you're already in that George shape. George St. Pierre is, like, one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. And he's been in multiple MCU projects. He was in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Is that Batroc the Leaper? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so he doesn't need to be getting out of bed to be in... Uh, never heard of it kickboxer sequel has he not been in any of those never heard of it movies i don't know 
Look it up. I, I I would guess that he has been. I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> He's actually not in very many. He's in something called Never Surrender. Yeah. Hell's Chain. That's, I was guessing he, he's been in three outside of the MCU. Death Warrior. <laughs> wow. Death Warrior. And then Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Then Kickboxer Vengeance. Then something called Cartels. And then um, TV series. And one Death for the Warrior UFC too? and the other one <laughs> is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that's not bad. Yeah. Walmart movie. Solid. Solid content. <laughs> solid content. Um, I love Durand. Did you guys like Durand? I did. He said a lot of nonsense. He said so much good nonsense. <laughs> One of the first things he said is... <laughs> he's like... Immediately, he gets here. He does a super brief explanation of why he's there. And then he just immediately gets into like... He's just like imparting wisdom. Yeah. And, like, trying to say classic martial arts movie slogans. Yeah. Like, trying to come up. They slogans. want to come up with things that people will just be like, oh, my God, this is the best. Yeah. Like, we're going to say that now. One of them that grabbed me really early on was being able to know the answer before the question. It's a blessing. It's like, wow, that's that's good. That's some good dialogue right there. Is that when he hugs him? I think there's kind of a montage. It starts there with the hug. But he keeps saying, blah, 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 blah. It's a blessing. Duh, duh, duh. It's a blessing. Oh, I like, didn't realize that he kept saying But that yeah, was me one neither. of them. He did. He I said like three or four blinding. things that were a blessing. And then he makes callbacks to it throughout the movie. And then he's the like, movie. this, also a blessing. Mm-hmm. A girlfriend who's willing to cut the crest off of your sandwiches. Blessing. He pretty brutally hugs a man who's just been whipped. <laughs> yeah, that's just, true. His salty, sweaty palms right on these mm-hmm. whip wounds. That struck me. <laughs> like the whip? Like the whip. So at the end of their, like, reuniting convo, he says something that says, you know the rule. Oh, yeah, I have What that. is I that? Because I later. was going nuts. Like, was, what is it? So... It was not when he was saying hi or showing him his eyes. It was during the training montage that starts right after we meet Durand. He's, like, teaching him. But then he says at one point, don't look in my eyes. You know the rule. And I wrote that down immediately because I was like, oh, my God. Is that, like, a sex thing? Why does he know (laughs) that rule? Like, that doesn't seem like a martial arts rule. That seems like a personal thing. Like, don't look me in the eye. (laughs) It's like a weird power dynamic. Maybe it's on Van Damme's rider. Like, I'll be in the movie, but I don't want any of these (laughs) crappy actors looking me in the eye. (laughs) Was it supposed to be? Oh, my God, yes. Was it supposed to be in the movie? That's amazing. Some power play. <laughs> Don't look me in the eye, stunt man. <laughs> you know the rules, stunt man. Stunt man. Oh, You're a man. stunt man. Um, I'm really annoyed you brought that up because I was going to save that for my favorite line, but oh well. I'm sorry. I I just had to know. That was killing me. Yeah. Don't look me in the eye. You know the rule. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a callback to something, I guess. Whatever. At some point in the yeah, movie, why, though, like, well, okay, hold on. Let's all throw out a guess. Why would there be a rule not to look Durand in the eye? <laughs> Is it because he's like a pit bull? <laughs> and when you stare him in the eye, he just loses it. He thinks it's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think they awkwardly made eye contact at the urinals one day, and after that, he's like, nope, never, never again. Yes. Look, I'll keep working with you, bro, but don't look me in the yeah. eye. <laughs> you know the rule. That's the rule now. Oh, man, you guys both came up with the good ones. That's funny. It's like, even... <laughs> Even when I'm blind, <laughs> the rule doesn't change. Is that, that how he went blind? He's like, oh, screw this. Yeah, <laughs> he blinded himself. And that's why it's a blessing. It's a real Billy the Butcher situation. <laughs> From now on, that should be a rule here. It is the yeah. rule. You know, you the, know the rule. rule. <laughs> we just broke it. We just broke it. Oh, we broke it again. Never look at Jimmy in the eye. Oh, no. Oh, geez, that eyes. sounds weird. Yeah, my whispering <laughs> eye. <laughs> oh, what's that from again? It means vagina. Role I know models. it is. It's from what? Role models. Oh, that's right. McLovin says it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am McLovin. Very good. All right, so let, let's move on a little bit. So he meets Durand, and apparently he's going to be trained by a combination of Durand, Briggs... The Soccer Man. Tiny Soccer Man. And Duck Dynasty. Yeah. And from time to time, he's going to leave the prison entirely. But it, this this is kind of weird, though, right? Because isn't he supposed to agree to this fight so he can get out of prison? But he's in prison the entire time he's training for the fight. But well, also no, not in He prison. agreed to leave and to live in... Lambert's suburban, suburban, <laughs> suburban. It's beneath Burton. <laughs> yes, sub Burton, um, suburban compound for training. That's what he says. But well, does he do that? Yeah, that's where he's climbing the tree and he's oh. jumping around, and that's where they sword fight practice. So I, the way I remember that is more offers him to let him train there, and then. Kurt actually says, no, I want to stay with, with Durand. And no, with, he says he needs to train with them. He so said he's, he's saying, like, I'm like, bringing they my need prison. to come out of prison oh. to help him train. Gotcha. Got it. Okay. And then he also demands for an ex- exhibition fight when he's ready. So do you want to talk about this uh, extended montage of him training? I don't, it's all nonsense. All, it the entire thing is nonsense. Uh, the only thing that really comes back up again wait, is... Wait. We missed something big. Okay. He doesn't agree to the fight yet. He agrees to the fight after his lady has been kidnapped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about that for a second, because we have actually not talked at all about his his wife. It's his wife. She may have a name. Probably mm, does. Mm. Bad example? Blamey. It's Lou, she said. Mm. Sure it is. She arrives in Thailand, and uh, at some point, does she just ask a random cop, hey, where's my husband? And they're like, oh, he's uh, he's yeah. in the northern prison. Well, I think she was supposed to meet the cops, because she takes a train to Thailand Okay, from Las Vegas. Yeah, one of those. And she gets off the train. She sees this girl who she's Who's like, a private investigator. oh, you're my friend who works for a private investigator. She's yeah. not one. She works sure. for one. And the girl's like... Oh, you need me to find your husband? I'll meet you back here in an hour. And that was weird. And then the then she's talking to the cops, and they're like, "Yeah, they tased you." Did they tase her us. or th- something like that? Really? I don't Be- think so. I mean, it, it just seems like she was turning around, and there, she was like cornered, and it was in, the implication. 
because of the implication. Yeah, she, yes. yeah, she went with them because of the implication. So I, I completely missed that because later on when the that dude who looks sort of like Scorpion from the new Mortal Kombat movie, mm-hmm. he's like Moore's right-hand man. When When that guy shows Carl... The video of his wife having been kidnapped. I was like, "Is it, is this a deep fake?" Because when did they get the girlfriend? But it, or the wife, I guess. Lou. Lou. Mm-hmm. Mm. In in lieu of uh, something, I have nothing there. I I didn't get. I thought that they were tricking him. I thought they didn't mm. really have, especially because later on, Moore's like, "You can never see your wife. You can't see anybody." Actually, I was like, "Oh." They don't really have her, right? I mean, they did, but I, I know that they did. Did I you know see, at that point? I knew, yeah, because I was watching the movie. But, um, <laughs> was that when I went to the bathroom? No. It when was the f did we get ice cream? I can see. <laughs> I can see how you would think it was a deep fake because it looks like a deep fake. She's holding up a newspaper called the Nash or called the Nation International. <laughs> that wow. was the name of the newspaper. It's a good one. I like that one. It didn't even say the. It said Nation International. That's where I get all my nation news. Yeah. And it didn't have a date or anything on it. <laughs> Just said Nation International. And then, like, text. Wait, can we go back for a second to where Lou meets with her friend who works for the PI? Yeah. So when they first start the conversation, they're speaking in Thai. And they have... The like cell, the subtitles, subtitles on the screen, mm-hmm. yeah, and then they just cut to English and don't look back. Yeah. So the wife speaks Thai. And yeah. Oh yeah, Lou talk Thai. <laughs> Sorry, meet the parents. Go on. You're I too don't young. know. It it seems like a weird. <laughs> it seemed like that should have even either played more of a part in the movie or none at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I was very confused. I'm like, was that well, like an oversight? I think it's a oversight on our part because this character was in the previous film where they kill Tung Po. Oh. So they're already in Thailand talking Thai a whole bunch. So this isn't the first time. They all speak Thai. Hmm. But, uh... Duh. Yeah, they and neither of them speak English with any particular accent. They speak American English. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Interesting. It's a weird thing. Okay. I I wasn't sure. I thought, like, I missed something. And I'm glad to know that you guys are just like, oh, no, we're rolling with this. (laughs) No, no. It just keeps going. So so he shows the video, and so then Slate... Slate? Is that his name? (laughs) Yeah. Carl Slate. (laughs) Carl Slate. (laughs) Um, so, <laughs> so he says, Wait. I'm sorry, go ahead. So he says, okay, I'll do it. And then uh, Lambert is, uh, he's all stoked and he says, I'm so excited about the fight. This is a fight I would pay to see. And he goes, of course I am. <laughs> I'm like, dude, really? Like, this is a fight I would pay to see? Like, who needed to know that information? Oh my god! You just kidnapped a man and his wife, not at the same time, <laughs> and are making them fight this freak mutant thing that you created. Like, obviously, 
everyone knows you're really invested in this fight. Like, why do you need to say that? And is it just me, or does Carl not have enough animosity towards Moore and, like, the rest like of the none. team? He's, like, really cooperative. He's like, yeah. all right, well, you guys got my wife. All right, you got me. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Throughout the movie, he only seems to be upset with Monkut. Yeah. Who's like, not that bad. Yeah. I mean, he, he's kind of a dick, but... He's know. not that bad. He didn't kidnap the wife. The only... We're, we're getting ahead of the story. He killed he, 20 people. In in, in ritual ring. combat. In mortal combat. <laughs> uh, do you know who plays Moncut, by the way? Is that like I told you, that was the guy who played the mountain... He plays a mountain in the Game of Thrones. The kids in, like, in a... In elementary school, he's like oh, acting. I'm so glad you brought this up. <laughs> Wait, hey, hang on though. The reason no, I know this is relevant. Shannon has a story that's related to that. We can't come back to it. Okay, then let me come back to Moncut afterwards. Yes, please. Okay, Shanley. What? What am I? Matt was just saying how when they need to make up roles for kids in plays, they'll give them something like you're, you're going to please a mountain. Do yeah. you do you know anyone who's played a weird made up role in a play? Uh, me, me. <laughs> what uh, have you played? Uh, me. Um. <laughs> she only went to a school where, in her grade, there was only like fourteen kids. Okay, okay. and they still had to 36? make up roles. Thirty <laughs> six. <laughs> There's like thirty six. Uh-huh. Okay, but still, oh shoot. What were you? Um, what was the play, and what were you? I think it was. A weird like mashup. It was um, a Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that with a Pink I'd... Floyd. Oh, okay, yeah, twist. that makes sense. Okay, and I played the wall. Oh, Did you? Was it like a a picture you put your face in? Like you, your face was sticking out of the wall, like that kind of. It thing? was kind of like um, like a box. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like a um. I'm trying to think of like when you see people. I don't know if you really see people do this, but like, like I guess advertising... when advertising, like a something that opens up, you know, like. Yeah, that's a birth. A stand? Wait, what you're just stipulating right now is birth. <laughs> um, shoot. It's like two boards that like have like straps. Yeah, it. and I wore so it's on her shoulders. Uh, yes. So it's like two pieces of cardboard. You're wearing a sandwich board. Yeah, basically. Yes, yes, yes. It. Thank you. Oh, gee. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you do a good job though? What Were you convincing? Was this? I think it was like seventh grade. Oh my gosh! But wait, but wait. <laughs> then, does your mom have a video of just you and Frame just standing oh, there? I as a hope wall? not. I hope so. There's, I a, hope... there's a mini VHS tape somewhere in the no. world with a zoom in on Shanley as the wall. So wait, wait, Matt. It gets better and worse. Oh gosh, she's not going to be. Dumpty able... sits on you. <laughs> <laughs> so the I'm standing there for a scene that unfolds. And then everyone else leaves the stage, and I have a soliloquy that I perform a rap. Oh, like, you I know perform any it of as the a lyrics. rap. And it was a no. You it do. It was so terrible. You remember some parts of it. I don't. I've, J- Jimmy has tried for years She's to get lying, me. Isn't she? She's lying. I, yeah, she is. Do, I wish she I kind it. of did remember any of the words, but I just. 
It was bad. <laughs> I wonder if we could find that script because that drama teacher probably didn't write it. Probably not. I'm sure it I mean, it's probably it just the soliloquy from the uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> Maybe. And you just wrapped it. <laughs> Possibly. But I feel like I remember a lot of the dialogue was kind of... Um, Hip-hop? Updated. Updated a little bit ju- just to be um, a little more modern. How weird, dude. So, <laughs> just to set the scene here. This is a Catholic private middle school performance of a mashup between Pink Floyd's The Wall <laughs> and A Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> what is that? Like, that sounds so made up. It's insane. Yeah. With a rap soliloquy breakdown. Yep. Like, none of that. that this seems like a dream that you've had since you were like, <laughs> you're like, dude, I have this, like, recurring dream that I'm in this play. And it's <laughs> and dressed up wall, like a wall. <laughs> but it's also a Midsummer Night's Dream. Dude. And then I have to rap. Yeah. Like, dude, that's a weird dream, bro. It's <laughs> not real. Honestly, that I that I might have just made it all up. No, no nope. you didn't. <laughs> you, this, is, this is something you've experienced. Your family has corroborated this. Uh, have they? You've talked to them about this? That's all I talk to them about. Simba, oh Simba. Everybody knows about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best. Or I'm glad we we didn't yeah. hold off on that. Thank I, you so I, much. I had to push through because I that you can't. Oh pass those, my right? gosh! <laughs> Thanks, babe. It's cool. You know, I love... maybe that's what I should get Shanley for her birthday. Oh, a wall outfit, <laughs> or get in touch with all 36 people and from the reunion and find out, find out which one of those parents still has a copy of that oh, play on video. Oh my god! There's 36 parents. One of them's got to be a hoarder. Oh my god. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Dude, this would, I'm, this is a great idea. Yes. Join our Patreon. <laughs> We're only going to have one thing up there. It's a video of Shanley rapping in no. 2002. It's so oh. bad. Your character's name was The Wall? That or Well, there wall. was three people that played The Wall, so she was wall number two. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. was The Wall with graffiti on it. That's why she had to rap. Yeah, that makes sense. You were the hip-hop wall. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's very good. I don't know where to go from that. You, well, you were going to talk about the mountain mom uh, cut. It's not that, well, it, I, it blew my mind. It's not as good as this story, of course. Well, I mean, but just we're never going to reach that peak again while I we're know. talking about this movie. Yeah. So, you know, we just got to accept it. Yeah. Well, uh, today... I had uh, just a little bit of break time uh, before a work meeting, and I was just laying in my bed waiting for the phone call to come through. So I was just scrolling through the random search stuff on Instagram, and there was a picture of the guy who plays Moncut. What's his name? Do you, you don't know the actor's name? Jorgen just... Bjorgensen? That's right, yeah. There was a picture of like a, just a normal dude at a gym flexing next to that guy, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what are the chances? It was incredible. Mm-hmm. It blew my mind. I was like, that's Moncut. Yeah, one night I could The reason it blew my mind because he died in the movie. Oh, I thought he died in real life. I was sad. No, I don't know how to say this actor's name. Jorgen (laughs) Bjorgensen. I mean... The The J's make a Y sound. 
I believe it for the last name. And his dad's name is Bjorg and Jorgen's dad. <laughs> dad's been Jorgen dad. Is that a B or a P or what is that character? Yeah, I don't know. But I, I guess it's Hoff for Julius Bjorsen. Bjornsson. You know, he's a household name. Yeah. Yeah. But it just blew my mind just that what are the odds? Like yesterday we watched this movie and today that was uh, just in the random like exploring <laughs> scrolls. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Instagram's listening to you. But they we are. didn't say anything that, that like... I mean, yeah, now well, I've said his name perfectly. They knew because he kept muttering, I hate this movie. Oh, like, oh, oh, we know what he's watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're into Jorgen Bjorgensen. Hmm? <laughs> I okay. mean, Monkut. Yeah, that was enough. So we go from Lambert. He agrees to do the fight. Then he's training. And there's a ridiculous training montage mixed in with more of Duran's crazy musings. Yeah. And he hits stupid. one of my favorite lines from it. While he's coaching, he says, uh, you have to feel his thought, the air move, before it moves, <laughs> because you're him. <laughs> Whoa. Well deep, bro. That is deep. Like, I, I, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it is good. But once you figure it out, you'll know all. Yeah, I mean, if it was easy, you know, we'd all would have thought of it. Mm -hmm. So how does uh, Durand teach him? To f feel his thought. Well, the air move. <laughs> mm hmm Cocoon have aliens. <laughs> Before it moves. Uh, he blindfolds him. Yep. <laughs> I don't think that works, dude. <laughs> it happens in a lot of things. I, I mean, know. It's Luke Star Skywalker. Wars. Yeah. It's the Karate Kid. Uh, does, does he get blindfolded in Karate Kid? Probably. Yeah. Daredevil. <laughs> The the blindfolds is the Neo. folds of his blind eyes. <laughs> yeah, Neo. Sure. Yeah, totally. Because mm -hmm. because Durand can he has Daredevil vision. Mm. He can see things happening before they happen, and then they happen, and he dodges it perfectly. Yeah, I don't think that that's how that stuff works. Um, do you guys remember anything else from the main training montage? So you've mentioned soccer. Yes. Uh, so, a CGI soccer ball. So there's there's a whole training montage. Then there's a second discussion. I'm just going to quickly highlight this because it blurs together. Yeah. So so there's a training montage. Then he bursts into Lambert's office again. And he's like, "I'll need a field trip for an exhibition fight when I'm ready," which is an insane thing to say. Like, why is it a field trip? Why is that like a reasonable demand to have? Also, why isn't he in kind of a hurry to save his wife? Like, <laughs> yeah. He needs enough time to plan a field trip for an exhibition fight, bless you. Bless you. And then when he says that, they also say, okay, Duran's like, I need to go see his opponent. And they're like, you can't see. And he's like, well, then it shouldn't yeah, be a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like that. But, um. And th th so. This is like 45 minutes into the movie, and they introduce what Monkut is. Is that what you're getting at? Well, my point was is that there's a bunch of stuff that happens there in this break in the training. Okay. Including some stuff that I know we're going to talk about. 
Then it goes back into the training and it doesn't feel like it should have been cut up, but it is. And so when we come back into the training montage is like slightly better. And that's when you also have like him dodging the soccer ball instead of getting hit by it. And, and then he catches blindfolded it too. Yeah. Right? He's like blindfolded and he dodges a soccer ball and then he catches it in the air. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is like weeks or months of training to fight this dude resulting in you catching a soccer ball? No, he wasn't blindfolded when he caught the soccer ball. Mm. Those parts he was not blindfolded for. Because I remember being like, pe- people, <laughs> people do can that. catch all the kids ball. do that all the time. <laughs> like, that's not what? Like, how is this a thing? Well, I know, I think at some point they have him standing where he, his back is facing the guys and they're kicking balls and he's trying to turn around and dodge or catch the balls in time, right? When yeah. you dodge a ball, you can dodge a monk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he's not blindfolded. I think what they're doing is he has to hear the kick and then turn and dodge or catch the ball. Mm. But he's not supposed to like move until he hears the ball get kicked. Got it. Whatever. It's (laughs) it's stupid. And then is there a point? um, I have on my notes training with monks. Yeah. That that I don't know if he actually trains with them. There's like there's six just monks. Like, and there's just they, like video footage of them monking. No, I think they trained with him. Really? I think they they fight him. Oh. Yeah, I I have I remember seeing a room with a bunch of like very they're ornamental like blue, columns, yeah. and he's fighting, and they're each taking turns mm. fighting with him. Kind of. It looked like where um, Dave Busnick confronts John C. Riley. <laughs> Come on, Anna. Come on, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We we breezed past the monk. I don't want to, huh? I don't want to cut through that. I was just making a point about the ridiculousness of the montage. Okay, but I knew we would go back into. There's more about Duran and Monka. Yes. One last thing for the montage: a lot of balancing on top of the rock in the woods, like peaceful meditation. Yeah, they were trying. Really impressive, though. They tried to do a little bit of everything. There was some Karate Kid. There was some Luke on Dagobah. Yeah. Mm But it is really impressive. Like those are those are real like handstand push ups. Yeah, it's I mean no, it's very cool. It's just a it's just not a movie. It's just weird and it's <laughs> not what any fighter does to train for a fight. Whatever. Wasn't there a point where he was like climbing like a rope? In a tree. But he's climbing a rope in a tree and then like trying to trying to kick, kick a log that was tied in another tree. It was like a, a rope ladder almost, and he was like kicking the rungs of a rope ladder. But like, but like one that was like next to the one he was on. Yeah, yeah. But there wasn't like a lot of them. There was like two like mm-hmm. big logs. But that was like that was a cool John Claude moment because Kurt is trying to kick it, and and he ain't got a lie to kick it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then John Claude is like, no, like this. And then John Claude like he kicks like the highest kick I've ever seen, and this guy's like what. 80, 95 years old. He's doing great. <laughs> and he's blind. <laughs> he's blind. I can't believe they blinded him for this movie. He was committed. Yeah. He's a method he's me- actor. <laughs> yeah. You know, the emphasis on meth. Mm. Can we can we talk about when Durand, Van Damme's character, for watches Moncut training? Yes. Um, yes. Okay, so this is a 45-minute mark or so in the movie. 43 minutes and 32 seconds. <laughs> we cut from all of this. Everything so far has been trying to get uh, slow, Sloan? Yes. Slow. Okay. Yeah. 
tried to get him to agree to the fight Carl and Slate. him fighting random people in prison and stuff like that. Doing Zenny. And then we just hit 43 minutes, 32 seconds, hard cut to a science lab. <laughs> Beakers being poured. <laughs> Different colored liquids. In it's graduated <laughs> cylinders. Bunsen liquid burns. dripping through a curly tube yeah. into another beaker. Guy with glasses. <laughs> yep. And uh, I think the words are something along the lines of like, he's a bioengineered warrior. I'm like, what the hell? When did this, when did this happen? Um, uh, the, do you have the quote? They bring Duran in yeah. and say... Meet Monkut, a state-of-the-art <laughs> miracle of bioengineering killing machine. What the hell? A fighter. <laughs> when did this happen? A fighter bred from generations of fighters with top-quality chemistry. <laughs> okay. This is how you write dialogue. Yes. Yes, yes, this yes. This is what oh. people wanted to hear. I'm into it. He, I, I'm surprised he didn't have crazy hair in a lab coat. The guy talking, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just looked like a software engineer. But he, he, I, when I think back on this movie, I'm gonna picture the, uh, the mad scientist in Batman and Robin who made Bane. You remember that guy with the big crazy mm, Doctor yeah. Dreadful? Honestly, hair? that's what this scene should have been. <laughs> oh my god, because that would it be should have so been that dude. Much better. <laughs> it should have been that dude, and Monkut should have been Bane. He should full have of had, tubes. He should have yeah. had tubes. He should have grunted. He should have had bulging, like, black veins all over him. <laughs> like, he should have looked more bioengineered. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and that, this is just a large man. And then, uh, were you saying that this is where Durand finds Monkut's weakness? Yeah. So he's fighting, like, four dudes at once. Wait, and, and lifting the guys, tires. The guys that he's bringing out, they're bringing out to fight him? Why are they all, like, no offense to them, but they're all kind of just doughy little guys. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they, they should be having, well, like, really cut crazy Mortal Kombat guys fighting him. Uh, yeah, it should have been the the black dude with the dreads from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That fights that we uh-huh. watch fight in the sand. Yeah, he fights Kano. Yeah, his soul is Shang Tsung. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say his. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they should have had that guy. He was great. I really liked him when I was a kid. Black dude? Yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, the really oily like uh, dudes in the turbans. The red one. Yeah. Dude. Like, hey, move move across, move these picnic tables aside. I'm gonna do a demonstration. Those yeah, guys. they they yeah. like bring out all the food and then just run across it right away. <laughs> yeah, that's a good movie. We should watch that. Yeah, Sean Claude Van Damme in that. No, he's in Street Fighter. He's Guile. I know he's Guile. <laughs> he's got a big American flag on, on his hat <laughs> on his it's arm. The, the one thing about <laughs> that character is he's America. Yeah. And they get Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> the most American man you can get. Good American accent. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Where were we? Okay, yeah. So apparently Moncut <laughs> is, is, is he's not a normal human. He's Ivan Drago. Was Ivan Drago bioengineered? I think so. Really? I think so. The Russians are crazy. <laughs> Damn this movie. So before the he goes to see before Durand goes to see Monkut, why didn't he bring Briggs? Like yeah. I, I think probably it wouldn't have been that hard to be like, can we can we also bring the other trainer who could see? I don't know how they didn't think of that, but right before they leave, Duran is talking to Sloane. 
Is that his name? Kurt Sloan. Damn, that's crazy. It surprises me every time. Sloan Peterson. Um, and he, he's talking to Sloan Kettering, <laughs> and he says, "Sloan E's girlfriend." <laughs> you tell Sloan I said what up. <laughs> Um, I can't believe we didn't I was yet. waiting for you guys to go oh there. Make God. the call. Say what up. <laughs> so so Duran says, they kidnapped your wife. You have to fight a big monster. Let's laugh about it. <laughs> I forgot about that. And it's so weird. I like, don't even know what that means. I, the tone is kind of like... It happens. Like, yeah, everything sucks. Sure. Whatever. Let's just move Everybody on. has had to fight a big monster. Everyone's wife has been kidnapped. It's just so ridiculous they threw that in there. And it really doesn't actually line up with the rest of Duran's philosophy. It doesn't. And also, it's a really bad decision in a movie where we already don't care <laughs> about the girl. We don't care about Sloan. We don't care about anyone, really. We're not invested in these people's lives. So having one of the main characters be like, whatever, let's move on. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the way we felt. Dude, like, you, you gotta be pulling us back in, bro. Like, you gotta be, you're supposed to be making us feel something. Yeah. And then they revealed that they're shooting up Monkut with adrenaline. <laughs> And by uh, by the sound of his breathing, he sounded like a rhino, right? <laughs> oh my god, that's good. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> but so they they kind of push back on that, like, hey, are you allowed to just you know shoot him up with adrenaline drugs before the fight? And the dude, the like henchman, that's like their the liaison between Lambert. No, not that guy. Oh, the other one that's, like, the, goes the back scorpion. and forth. He's kind of like the like the Joe Rogan of this fight because he like announces and does like commentary during the fight, right? I guess so. He says, uh, "There's no drug testing for illegal underground fights." Yep, and that's exposition. And I was like, "That's oh, how you wow. <laughs> okay? <laughs> that's how He's you keep the, the audience in line." And then we cut to the Christopher Lambert no, no, sword no. fight. Before we get there, I just want to say. Moncut is massive. You're right. Whatever that guy is. Uh, what, and I'm sorry. I meant whatever his name is. He's <laughs> massive, but I'm so, he does not look like the optimum human form. Oh, He's yeah. got a massive beer belly, which is fine. He's also got a six-pack. Well, that's what like strongman people do. Like, that's, or that's what they look like. Yeah, like you see those guys who like pull airplanes and stuff. Yeah. He, but he doesn't look like the optimum human specimen. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, I I think that, like, when, when you talk about, like, a bioengineered warrior, you think of somebody who's, like, a massively cut, not just mong cut. You know what I mean? Oh, is that where we were going? <laughs> that's okay. not where I was going, but that's where we ended up. Like, I just, I feel like he doesn't, he doesn't have that bioengineered look. Didn't Dice ask you to stop making jokes like that? I think he meant my personal life with him. <laughs> I think he just meant uh. in his and my conversations. <laughs> he said he listened to too many episodes of The Thing. Yeah, but he, he signed off on a squawkalypse. Okay. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just saying, I have that in my notes. I, yeah, I think well, that's so, accurate. So when they're going on about how great he is, they're like, he's stronger and faster 
and doesn't look faster and like more agile doesn't and like, seem agile he's, okay now you're just saying words <laughs> yeah, like, he's, he's a lumbering giant he's probably extremely strong oh i'm sure and yeah. i bet he gets real tired real quick <laughs> and he's have him yeah. jog down the hall and he needs to lay down <laughs> like, yeah there's no way that he can like do like a one mile run without stopping. Oh no no no! Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I but can't it's... either. But I'm not <laughs> pretending to be the peak physical condition for a and, human. And, and like, I just I think that they should have thought about that before saying those things. Yeah, you definitely. I mean? They they could have said he's immensely strong. Yeah, and he's so tall. He's the tallest person <laughs> ever. Yeah, that's it. Like, <laughs> he can't hurt him. Like, punches don't hurt him. Yes. Like, that's believable. Give me stuff. Yeah. we can work with. <laughs> yeah. His bones are made of steel. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, maybe. Like his hairline is high, but he he's still got hair. And he <laughs> is fine. hung like a walrus, <laughs> like rhino, right? <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a rhino. Yes, rhinos, <laughs> rhinos in ish. Shanley. Okay, sorry. I am. Looking through IMDb's <laughs> trivia, and in 2015, this guy broke a thousand-year-old legendary weightlifting record by carrying a 32-foot, 1,433-pound, I just said 1,433-pound log for five steps at the world. Um, annual World Strongest Viking Competition in Norway. That's insane. Good this for is him. Like it. And he looks like that. He totally looks <laughs> the part. Yeah. yeah. But if they cut to him in a field lifting up trees and carrying them, and be like, yeah, oh, shit, I don't want to fight that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I buy it. <laughs> you know, they didn't need to do all this. Yeah. This record is a It's a legend. It's not, it's yeah. not even a... <laughs> It's so impossible that they're like, no one probably did that. But people claim that a guy did that like a yeah. thousand years ago. The American equivalent is like, this This guy actually had a giant blue ox and cut down a bunch of trees in one single swing. That's insane. And he looks that big, but not agile, not yeah. fast. No. no, true. So, Shanley, while we're here, who's more attractive? Moncut or Christopher or Lambert? Christopher Lambert. <laughs> I was going to say Duran, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, definitely Duran. No, you don't know that. I think so. Really? Yep. Old ass Jean Claude Van Damme does it for you. He still looks good. I think he's wow. look. I think he looks a little bit better with age. Okay, what about the what about the henchman guy, mm. the like mustachioed henchman? I have him in my notes as Broken Nose Henchman. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. BNH for short. BNH. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, he had a, I think he had a punchable face. I mean, it's proven in the smooth. It yeah. was, right? And by the way, you remember when uh, Kurt tells him, I still owe you two broken ribs? And the answer to that is no. You never said you were going to give him two broken ribs. You said I you were going to break his nose. I was confused by that, too. There are so many deleted callbacks in this. Unless they're referring <laughs> to prior... It's it's the um, family is a verb syndrome. It's like, clearly this is a callback to something that was deleted. Yeah. Or maybe in another movie. <laughs> Who knows? Um, The strongest man doesn't always win, but the smartest man does. Yeah. Says Mike... Tyson. I wrote that and I said, 
I wrote down the irony of Mike Tyson saying the strongest man doesn't always win, but the smartest one does. He is the example like, of the opposite yeah, of that. I the mean, smartest man doesn't always win, but if you're strong. Yeah, for sure. Like, what are you talking about? Also, so that's in the second montage of training. Okay. Right before that, Duran says, you'll have to learn how to fly, and then flaps his arms like a bird. And I don't know what that means. Like, they didn't then show uh, him learning like, how to fly. Or how to be really nimble and swift. They yeah. and flips and stuff. They just say that. Hey, look, your phone made noise. That's cool. Thanks, man. You need um, to remember that I can still do that. We did cut through Christopher. So, Monkut is freaky. And then they bring Duran to see Christopher Lambert. And he's practicing sword fighting some dude. And Duran's like, like, you can't let Kurt fight this dude. Like, let me fight him instead. You gotta let me do it. Like, let the guy go. And he's like, you let you fight him. That's crazy. And then he throws a sword to Duran. Then he catches it. Because the air move. Yeah, he felt the air move Mm -hmm. before it moves. Because it's him. Right. Um, <laughs> so he catches the sword. Then they have like a sword fight, and he doesn't do bad. Like he's holding his own, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would say he's doing better than Lambert. I don't know what the point of that was. It then, should have been just... that he died. But it's not. It's, no, it certainly isn't. It. I think what what should have happened is either Lambert should have killed him there, or Lambert's like, okay, I'll give you a chance to fight Monkut, and then Monkut kills him. That would give, like, some gravity to this. Yeah, for sure. If if they agreed and he's like, I'll let you fight him, but you have to fight him now or something like that. And then Monkut kills him. And that would then, be very cool. Uh, Kyle but but wants Duran to, puts up Kyle a fight first. stay to avenge Duran. Yeah, Kyle. He's like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, I gotta, I gotta defend my blind master. Mm. But, yeah, they have this sword fight. And then at the end of it, they're just two... 65-year-old men out of breath going, "Ah, all right, I guess we're just sticking to the original plan (laughs) before this fight. And then Mm -hmm. they leave. Uh, And then um, it's about here where uh, Sloane says that he's ready for his exhibition fight. fight. And for some weird reason, Lou's PI friend or friend who works for a PI, she's now at the compound. She's just there. They don't show her investigating and finding out where Sloane is. She's just there. And he's like, wait, you know my wife? She's like, yeah, I know your wife. He's like, all right, cool. You know my wife. I'm bringing you in on this secret mission. I was so confused because, yeah, he's, uh, he, they just, he's sword fighting with her. Yeah. Like on the, Mm -hmm. like on the lawn. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, like. The lawntage. Yeah, it's a lawntage. And they're having this sword fight. And I was like, is he going to fight? Lambert like is that what they're building towards and Duran just did pretty well why isn't he sword fighting Duran where does this girl come in to just have a sword fight with him is very confused by so many different things at that point I I have in my notes that every time the scenery changes it changes I'm left needing to catch up like wait what the hell just happened wait where are where we, are we? Yep. what's no going explanation on of where we're going why is this character here so then I wrote down a note, but then I had to be honest about it right after. So the context is that I wrote, I looked down at my phone to set my fantasy team's waiver claims 
and I looked up and there's a ninja fight in like a outdoor market with a white dude with long hair. What the hell is going on? I really don't feel like I looked down that long in between the sword fight and that happening. Oh, you did though. You missed an entire scene. Really? So what happens between that is uh, Sloane recognizes a dragon tattoo mm. from from the kidnapping video that he's shown, and he's like, "Oh, I I have an idea, but we need a third person to make a." A disturbance, whatever the hell that means. I heard him say that. And the next scene is them at this underground fighting ring, and it's him, Durand, PI girl, and Dragon Tattoo. Is this guy. the exhibition fight? Yeah. Okay, yes. I do remember this because I remember Durand stealing someone's cell phone. Okay. Yeah. Because I came up with a theory based on that. That Durand is not actually blind. <laughs> How about that? Because he dials somebody's phone number on a touchscreen phone. He saw someone on the phone and took it. Um, no, my theory is that Duran is in jail because he's a serial cell phone thief. <laughs> and that as soon as he's back in the streets, he's snatching phones from <laughs> he's people. compulsive Yeah, he just, as soon as he hears a phone, he grabs it and runs. Yeah, might be. Because um, he grabbed someone's phone, pushed him away by the head, and then walked away to make a phone call. <laughs> that, But that's who he calls. He calls his son. And that's yeah. the kid with the mm-hmm. long hair. His name is... Travis. Corey. Travis. I was going to say Chad. His name... Dennis. Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> uh, you had something to say about this exhibition fight? Yes. So as they're walking up to this fight, did you guys notice that Durand is, like, getting pushed by Sloan? Sloan's, like, pushing people out of his way and, like, trying yeah. to time it right so that Durand can maneuver through. Yeah. And it's, like... How he doesn't carry a stick or anything, like how does he get around and fight <laughs> if he can't just walk? It's and very it's, it's not a super crowded yeah. market, mind you. <laughs> it's like you know a few people here and there. Okay, how old do we think Kyle is? Who the hell is Kyle? Carl. Kurt Sloan. <laughs> okay. I would say that he's probably like 35. No way. 35? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'll 31. give you 35. Okay. So when do you think he killed Tong Po? 18 months a before. Tong Time Po. 18 months before? Mm-hmm. Year and a half. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. So That's that means that since that murder... Duran's gone blind. Durand was captured, refused to snitch, and then was blinded. So he has been blind for like six months, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe a year. And he's already developed these like superhuman abilities. I don't know. I mean, maybe this movie is stupid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, he, maybe he doesn't like, he hasn't had time to like get those things because it's pretty recent. But he's also had enough time to like be like, I'm blind and I can see even more now, and like say all this weird Jedi shit. It is a blessing, yeah. Let's laugh about it. Yeah, ha 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 ha. So he has this fight against this big guy, and then he wins it. The fight, by the by the way, the host of this, the guy who runs this fighting ring, I imagine he's a returning character because that's how he's shot. He's the best part of this movie. Thing. I think like it was like the best actors of the movie were him 
and then Mike Tyson, <laughs> and then everybody else was terrible. But the the, the storyline there is Kurt Sloan fights this other guy whose name is like Mash or something like that. And he wins, and the disturbance that's caused is they start making it rain, so everybody mm, in the club it rain. is distracted by the money. And then they kidnap Dragon Guy, because Dragon Guy's the kidnapper. It's a good social commentary. Mm. Thanks for that. And then Durand's son shows up, who's apparently somebody important. That's when the ninja fight happens okay. afterwards. Because the dragon guy's like, all right, I'll show you where they're keeping your wife. But it's a clever ruse. I am the dragon warrior. (laughs) And then uh, Kurt Sloan has to fight everyone to a a really lame remix to wipe out. Yep. And then then Sloan jumps from a motorcycle onto a boat. You remember that? Yeah. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It was really cool. I like that he didn't make it very far on the bike. And mostly just leapt through the air. Yeah, like an ape. Yeah. <laughs> He's in crouching position in the air. I think most of this movie, like, the inception of the majority of this movie is just some guy saying, dude, wouldn't it be dope if... And then they just add things. Dope if he throws somebody into a walk full of hot oil. Dope if he chases after a tiny motorboat on a bicycle and then jumps... Into the water onto him. Wouldn't it be dope if, like, Mike Tyson was in prison and was teaching him, but he was, like, super chill? <laughs> that would be dope. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, Wouldn't I it be dope it... if, like, Raiden and Jean-Claude Van Damme had, like, a sword fight? Duh. And Jean-Claude was blind? Whoa. On a roof. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we can't afford a roof, but... We'll still do that seed. It is on a roof. It's on the roof it's, of a skyscraper. Isn't it indoors? No. It looked like it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was on a soundstage. Is it next where uh, Sloan finds out that they're keeping his wife in, like, Moore's penthouse or something? Yeah. Okay, so we go to the penthouse, and he... and We're really just doing... We haven't done, like, a... In chronological order breakdown in a while. Yeah. Well, it's fine, but it's just an observation. Yeah. So we get to we get to Moore's penthouse. And it's 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 Carl and <laughs> the assistant private detective and Durant's son who apparently was just a phone call away while his father <laughs> yeah, was, was being blinded in prison. Yeah, that's true. And his son was willing to go to Thailand and just start shooting people. And bring a van. Yeah. So, like, what? Like, how are you a person who's down to just be like, oh, yeah, you want me to just start killing people? He's the van in Van Damme. He was ready to do all that, but was also just letting his dad be in prison. (laughs) And, but his also his character is like somebody who's like not fit for all these action scenes because he's kind of the woe guy. Like every time something happens, yeah. He's but like, he's also running through a building with a gun to kill henchmen. I guess like, so. He's also sort of building a romance with the PI girl briefly. Is he? I miss that. They made like an eye connection, and they were both like, "Hey, oh, hey. yeah." That's the rule. <laughs> Don't look in the eyes. <laughs> Sorry, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that this is the only other scene that we need to explain before the final fight. Okay, so he gets he gets up to the penthouse and he's in the office and Moore is there and Moore's associates, the dragon lady and the phoenix lady. Oh, and you really liked the um the, He's got glass the, bamboo. It's probably acrylic bamboo. Mm. But yes, there's it, it was kind of cool. clear like bamboo the... shoots. Ah, oh, shoots. Yeah, all and, through this room. And they were like lit lit up that I thought that was pretty cool. Extremely impractical layout of this penthouse apartment or mm. whatever. He's a lavish man. He's He's got a, here's my bamboo room. <laughs> and next door you'll find my black light mirror fun house. <laughs> we'll get there in a second. <laughs> so this this is what drives me crazy though, because Shanley, you describe this as just like a as a montage. I think that this entire movie is just a stunt show. No, oh, yeah, for sure. There, there's like no story to it. And the entire the progress of the movie is just dependent on one action sequence after another it makes no logical or narrative sense whatsoever so he goes up into this penthouse and there are three people in this penthouse there is dragon girl phoenix girl and more and he's there to intimidate more to get his wife back but the dragon lady and the phoenix lady run out of the room and he turns around and he chases after them to fight them do you think you can guess why no. Okay. I can guess I, why. Shanley, tell them what time it is. They are scantily clad. Yeah. They are in bras and uh, just thongs. Your and boy, fluorescent makeup. Yeah. Your boy just got out of prison. And, and he's feeling a lot of energy. He, was, he just got out of prison. <laughs> he's training all the time. His testosterone is revved way up. And this dude promised him sensual <laughs> amusement. Provocative sensual amusement. Yeah. PSA. And then all of a sudden, two girls climb out of a bathtub <laughs> in their underwear. Like, who's in a bathtub she in underwear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, seriously, like, take off your underwear when you get in the bath. It's weird. But so they get out of the bathtub, their hair is completely dry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they were just posing in the yeah, bathtub. Yeah, it were was like, a shoulders down bath. It was, yeah, rib cage and below. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd even argue, like, thigh, thigh? down. Mm. It's yeah. very uncomfortable. I think their butts were in the water. Because they show close-ups of wet butt coming out of the water. Remember, mm. you were like, oh, there's a butt. Oh, there's another one. Oh, yeah. It you yelled that out. Very <laughs> zoomed in. But I don't remember them being wet, but mm. could be wrong. Uh, so he runs after the dragon girl and the phoenix girl mm-hmm. into... Go ahead, Jimmy. I mean, I think I already described it perfectly. When you're at the fair and there's that weird van that the bottom floor is a bunch of mirrors. Yeah. It's that, but it's blacklit. Yeah. And their makeup and their tattoos are blacklit responsive. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their, their lipstick, I don't know if they had like any eye makeup that was responding to it. I think it was just lips. And, and, tat- and back yeah. tattoos. And the funny thing is, they're in this this fun house, this mirror house. At this point, I I think I said out loud, I was like, oh, damn it, he's fighting them in a damn Qzar. Yep. I had that in my notes, so I'm glad you put. I'm glad you said it. Okay, what, what, what was it that I said exactly? Fighting in a damn Qzar. <laughs> Does anybody know what a Qzar is? Is that a Bay Area thing? I don't even know if it's a Bay Area thing. <laughs> I think just it's a just a San Mateo County. 
in like 2001. So Qzar <laughs> was like laser tag, yeah. I guess. And then the whole thing is like black lights and mirrors. And but it was tires. the best laser it tag. Was, it was. Like but... <laughs> laser quest in Mountain View. Yeah. Well, that was fine. Yeah, it's not quite. But it wasn't the same. You're not going to fight a dragon Huzar, lady in it. Huzar was crazy, dude. And you had to go reload at like the reload machine. And people could snipe you there. Yeah. Yeah, that like, was tight. Dude, and, the, the, and then you win by they, shooting the target. The fact remember? that you started on opposite sides and it was like the green team and the orange team. Yeah. And you grab your stuff. Like It just felt so like, dude, we're going to war. I don't know where they are. Like It's through a maze of tires and stuff. Uh, it was so cool. It was so much better than this stupid movie. Yeah, I really felt like I was in, like, what's that movie with the bugs? Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. I felt like I was in Starship Troopers when you every were time. <laughs> we were going there, yeah. Um, okay, so he fights them. He throws them through mirrors. I think he kills them. <laughs> he kicks through a wall. That they are standing on the other side of. Oh, so it's yeah, a yeah. solid wooden wall. <laughs> he somehow knows that they're on the other side, kicks through it with one leg, and defeats both of them oh, with yeah, one that's kick right. yeah, through yeah. a wall. <laughs> so he leaves that room, and then he gets to the actual penthouse where it's now daytime. Yeah, <laughs> uh, bright noon daytime. I, I... <laughs> and he, he's he's rescued his wife at this point because he finds her in a room. It's whatever. We can skip past that. Yeah, it's not important. But Moncut comes out, and this is the first real interaction he gets with Moncut. He's only seen him in like an airplane hangar at this point. And when Moncut sees him, he smiles and puts his hand on his shoulder. And my first impression was like, oh, like, Moncut's not evil. He's just, like, a mindless dope. And I was kind of looking forward to this. I thought he was going to be just, like, a meatloaf. That was mm. like, a Moncut. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was well, that would have been we're... good because then, like, the smartest man, not the strongest, could win. <laughs> like Mike Tyson always says. <laughs> As Mike Tyson has experienced. This is the only part where Moncut really does anything deplorable. And it's by accident. Moncut winds up a punch to hit Carl and uh, the Lisa. wife. <laughs> yeah, Laura. Laura jumps in front. <laughs> and she gets punched in the gut. It's more in the sternum. Okay. The sternum? Damn yeah. near killed him. <laughs> is, is that anything? No. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and she falls to the ground unconscious. Possibly uh, dead. Possibly dead. And Kurt's yelling out in this room of criminals... Someone call an ambulance. They're yeah, not going to call an ambulance, dude. They just kidnapped this woman. They just kidnapped her. They kidnapped you. They are forcing you to fight this freak monster mutant man. And you just went on like a rampage through their building, attacking all their henchmen. They're not going to call like, you the ambulance. Why are they going to help you? Um, and, uh, okay. Uh, so, wait, so, so he one punches her and then... Uh, arguably not his fault. Not really yeah. something that Monka did wrong. She jumped in front of the punch. But then after like a, a two minute delay where Monka apparently leaves the building, uh, Carl looks up and he says, you tell more, I'll fight that son of a bitch anytime, any place. No tears for his apparently dead wife. Just, t- just the energy also- to tough talk. The dude was right there. <laughs> you could have told you him didn't that. fight him. Like <laughs> you, you, you could have fought him right there. Oh jeez! Like anytime, any place, but not right here and not right now. Um, Some other time, anytime. Something to add there, Shanley, about this stupid fight thing. I don't understand why she was immediately dead. 
<laughs> so but, she, yeah, she's totally dead. It was a crazy twist. You think he's going to be way more excited about this fight now? They cut to the hospital, and like a minute later, she wakes up. Well, and they re- they've clearly referred to this as a coma. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's been out for a matter of hours. That's not a coma. That's a siesta. And they say, we don't know if she'll ever wake up from the coma. Oh, wait, then she's up. <laughs> and then she opens her eyes. I, say, I said that too loud. I said the word coma too loud, and it woke Shh. her up. Just... Don't, don't wake her from her coma. <laughs> she needs her coma. It's been a big day for her. <laughs> don't wake the Laura. <laughs> <laughs> If she drinks the milk, she'll sleep. Till, <laughs> she'll coma till dawn does break. <laughs> so she wakes up and all all is fine. He's got his wife back now. And it's another weird <laughs> cut where, like, he's in the hospital with her and the doctor's talking. Then it cuts to, like, a different angle in the room. And it's just Duran sitting by her bed <laughs> yeah. being like, he really loves you. Like, he needs you or something like that. And this is the point where... And then an immediate cut back to Slout. Yeah, Slout. Sloutman. <laughs> Kyle Sloutman is just right there, and she wakes That's up. That's an attorney's name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at this point, he has no reason to stay and engage in this fight to the death. I know that he wants mm-hmm. vengeance. He wants retaliation. Yes. Thank you. But he's got his wife back. He's a free man. He's no longer in prison. Go the hell home. You've got everything you wanted at this point. Well, now he's already tough-talked, and he doesn't want to look stupid. Who cares? He said he he'll fight stu- Munkut anytime, any place. If he leaves, they're all going to be like, I think he was lying. I don't <laughs> think he will fight Munkut. But it, but then at that point, he'd be like, I'll fight Monkut. All he has to do is to come to my home in Cincinnati. I've been here the whole time. He said anytime, any place. By that, he meant... <laughs> He's a man Midwest of his work. Time zone. No, it's stupid. At least send your wife home. She's been in danger this entire well, she time. She wants to watch the fight. She's a fan. I can't believe she goes to the fight. She was just in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> it's very unsafe. She's in a crowd cheering. Surrounded by the people who kidnapped her. <laughs> yep. So they go to the stupid fight and it's stupid and then it ends. I don't right. So, <laughs> rankings? Where are we at? Do we have to talk about the fight at all? Yes. Absolutely, we do. Because that person that you read, Shanley, on Rotten Tomatoes, said that this was worth the whole movie. He's like, sure, I slept for the entire movie, but I woke up in the in the climactic fight, and it was worth it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 400 pounds of beer muscle? Jeez. So, first, I just I, we already touched on this, but I just I wrote down, why did they even mention the coma? Like, what was the point of saying it? It's not they a coma. They could have just cut to her in a hospital bed. They could have just cut to her in a hospital bed, and they're like, oh, like, I need you, I love you, and then she wakes up. That's, like, that would have been fine, I guess. Yeah. I it's think so the stupid. whole reason they had that is so that uh, Monka can make his rude comments. They didn't need to have her be in a coma for three seconds. What rude comment? It's the hold on. We're gonna get there in a second. I'll let you say it. No, nope, you can say it. And I'm I'm fine with you saying it. But it's it's when they start the fight. Monk had tough talks. Oh uh, right, 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 right. But we go from her waking up to the fight, and they say they do another survivor montage, 
and it's like legit survivor it's the finale episode of survivor there's pyrotechnics there's lights there's spotlights there's a crowd cheering of elderly people in like weird outfits there's christopher lambert describing mobile applications unnatural looking like uh statues like vaguely southeast asian sculptures and stuff around the room it looks like an asian like an ancient temple yeah and they go welcome to the original muay thai temple Which I, I maybe, maybe, I don't know. She don't But know. I don't think so. I sure don't. <laughs> I would bet against it. But so that happens. And then they introduce the guys. And they say, the biggest man of any hour, weighing over 400 pounds, and has killed over 20 people in the ring. <laughs> what? What weird like <laughs> attributes to call out on the walkout? Um, but so they say that when Mung Cut comes out, and then we have our our hero walkout. Yeah, and when they see each other, I slattery. Uh huh. <laughs> um, what does Mung Cut say to him, Shanley? Glad your wife made it out of the coma. Oh, that's so sweet, right? Yeah. I want <laughs> you to know that if I kill you. I'm going to keep that sweet ass warm at night. (laughs) That's basically the delivery of it. Yeah. And and that marks number two of his sins against Kurt. Everybody else has been beating the crap out of this guy. And he's on a range of cordial to respectful to everybody who's treated him like crap. Mm -hmm. But Monkut, who accidentally punched his wife, which is not cool. Not cool. but, but, But definitely was an accident. And then secondly tough talked him before a fight he's uh-huh. like oh I'm gonna kill this guy and he does he's the only person that Kurt kills when like like Christopher Lambert's character he didn't kidnap his wife by accident yeah <laughs> and it's just it makes absolutely no sense was that like Monkut's like only speaking line he went he, oh yeah he did that and a lot went, hi and <laughs> the part where I thought he was a nice guy Oh, I think also in that confrontation, he said, like, you shouldn't have come here. Uh, but that's it. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Those uh, are the longest it. he's ever spoken. Or what? What is it that you guys want to talk about about this fight? Because I do not care. <laughs> well, I mean, just a few notes on it. They have these, like, very costume-esque wrap jobs on their forearms oh it's like all very frayed ancient looking bandages yeah and it's super loose it's like super puffy like it's it's ridiculous if you're going for like people wrap their hands in bare knuckle fights but it's just to stabilize your wrist like that's all it's for oh okay so it's very thin it's just like what you do underneath a boxing glove pretty much yeah you might have a little bit over your knuckles but like not like it's just it's mostly stabilizing your wrist and that's it and yeah. they have these full, like, to-the-elbow, <laughs> like, video game, like, comic book. It looks like a cast. Yeah. But, like, with... It's like a... But it's, it's like, like mummy It's like a cast age. mixed with mummy. Yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy. Stupid. Um, and I thought that was dumb. But in the first round of the fight, when they're just kickboxing and MMA fighting and whatever, no, ro- no holds barred, no rules fight, mm-hmm. slamming each other, destroying the original Muay Thai temple... By slamming each other into all these bricks. But then in the second round, surprise, now they have knives and swords strapped all over their body. 
tied to their elbows tied to their to their bicep tied to, to their thighs tied to their feet their earlobes like every part of them has a blade sticking out of it now they're so like a dangerous. porcupine and, and they just throughout the course of the five minute round why even have rounds if you're fighting it's a fight to, to the, the death, death yeah just go um <laughs> But through the course of this, they both just keep pulling the blades off of them and yes. throwing them at each other <laughs> and missing. And then clink, 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 clink back and forth. Yeah. yeah um, so that was silly. If, if the stakes are supposed to go higher in the second round, it really doesn't feel that way. It's the it opposite. It felt safer. Yeah, yeah. Like, they didn't get hurt at all in the second round. Stupid. And it was annoying because, like, I was like, okay, now it's, I guess, tying back into the two other sword fights that we saw in this movie. Only one of which was Sloan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, not really. It was stupid. But, yeah, that happens. <laughs> and then we get to... Actually, in between the first and second round, when they're hyping up Carl, he's, like, not into it. He looks defeated. He's like, oh, I made a mistake. And he says, this was a really bad idea to Duran in his corner. And I think Duran goes like, I know, or something like that. <laughs> it is a great, great delivery there. He says, I have an idea. Don't let him hit you. <laughs> I told you. Stay away from him. And do you know what happens after that? Duran's son says, yeah, good tip, Dad. <laughs> not, not any sarcasm. Totally genuine. Like, oh, wow. Don't get hit. Yeah, that's great, Dad. Tell him more stuff like that. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> well, you know, in, my, my advice would be stop getting hit and and hurt him instead. <laughs> in Travis's defense, that's that is more helpful than all the other crap that Durand has been saying the entire movie. Uh, like, for example, during that fight when Durand goes, "Remember, coconut, <laughs> coconut." Thank you. <laughs> What was that? I do not know. That felt like another callback. And and there yeah, and there was another one before that where he goes, Remember, dexterity, flexibility, and momentum. I don't think that was discussed before. But he said those things and then he also revisits the, the kill shot? You know, he says like feel the air move before it moves. Be him. No, but he doesn't say that part. Anymore. He doesn't. He just says, "Feel the air move before it moves," and then in the third round, he blindfolds himself. Well, that, we, well, we have to say yeah, that sorry, Sloan, right. di- Sloan dies. He's dead. Yes, yes. he's killed. Uh, but then Liza takes the yeah, uh-huh. the syringe and using her fist uh, to cover up the needle that is not at the end of the syringe, mm-hmm. she. Injects it directly into Sloane's heart. Yeah, full it, on um, Marcellus Wallace's wife style. Yeah, Uma Thurman style. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes back to life, which I guess happens. And when then he's use... just like, "I'm ready to fight. I feel great." Which I don't know. <laughs> I don't, think that I don't know about yet. that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but he's just. And good then to so go. he gets a third. He gets a third round. Um, and in and, the third and round, the announcer dude's like, "Dude, like." Come on, don't do this. <laughs> the fight's over. <laughs> and he insists on fighting him still. Um, well, and it's a fight to the death. Yeah, he's technically... It made me think of Black Panther. You know, Njitaka! I did not yield! So wait, when Monka defeats Carl, he says... Or the crowd is chanting, White Warrior! White Warrior! 
white warrior and he's like loving it he's like walking around with his arms up and he's all excited but then I mean can I spoil how the fight ends uh you could but I think you're mistaken yeah the crowd is cheering white warrior when they're cheering for Kyle and then and they do that no no they do it early on too they they alternate cheering mong cut mong cut no because when he wins or when when they think that mong cut won He's walking around like this, and they're chanting "White Warrior, White Warrior." That's because that's because Kurt is. They're cheering because he's starting to sit up. No, dude, it's when he's full on dead. Hmm. It happened when he was fully dead. They were chanting that. Whatever. It really doesn't matter. I mean, it does because that's why I said that's racist. <laughs> they, they're just calling whoever's winning the White Warrior. In Queen Oja. Maybe that's like the the title that they're fighting for, like. Two, Who's gonna be the... two white warriors enter. One white warrior leaves. Yeah, whatever. So he fights him, and then he, he puts on the blindfold after he dies. Yeah, he does that it's for like, a little bit. This guy just killed you. You think the best move is to come out blindfolded? And he hears uh... a flashback to Briggs telling him that the smartest man. Not the strongest man wins. Sometimes. Yeah, the smartest man who decides to cover his eyes after he's just been killed. <laughs> That's really smart. And then you would think, in a movie that's called Kickboxer, that he would triumph from his great kicking ability. Mm-hmm. That that's sort of been foreshadowed earlier on in the movie because when when Tyson breaks a support beam with his fists, Kurt kicks a support beam and then breaks a support beam with his foot. So you're like, okay, that's where this guy's strength is because ultimately the movie's called Kickboxer. Yeah. But does he kill him with his kicks? I'm not even close. He conservatively <laughs> kicked Monka between the three rounds, but especially in the third, 500 kicks to the jaw. Did nothing. Yeah, I mean, did, and that was that was his weak point. Do you know what the what a real game changer was in the fight? Fighting him with a chain. Yep. This movie should be called Chain Boxer <laughs> Rechaination. Because <laughs> that's the only way he kills. Uh-huh. He uses that chain in three different ways, and that's how he kills Monka. First, yeah. he wraps it around his fists and uses it as, like, brass knuckles, chain knuckles. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he's whipping him in the face with the chain. <laughs> and then thirdly, he uses it as a garrote. And yeah. he strangles Monka to death, which I guess is allowed. Monka tried to drown him, so I guess anything goes. Which then calls back to his vision in the beginning of the movie. What the hell was that? The cologne cologne commercial. It was like a prophecy. Oh my god. We totally skipped over the train scene. The second train fight. It it does not matter. Just to mention it it real quick. He chases a dude onto a train after they are trying to find out where, like, when they're trying to find out where his wife is. They follow this dude onto a train. He fights him. He climbs up on the roof, like in his vision. They jump off, but instead of into water, they jump down into <laughs> like a forest. Solid ground. Yeah, it's like a it's 500 a foot drop. <laughs> they don't show the bottom. It's just the tops of trees and a drop. And they then they land show them on landing. soil. And then they both get up and run. <laughs> yeah, and um <laughs> So this so so this is the second part of his vision. He's being drowned by Monkut, and he sees himself in the water from his vision. I don't know why. I don't know what that has to do with anything. It didn't really pay off in no. any way. But it just showed, like, ah, oh, see, that thing we showed you at the beginning. Coconut, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, it Coconut. was so weird. <laughs> and then he beats him. And then and then uh, the screen went black, and we were like, oh, no. It, it, 
credits, please credits, please credits. And I, I was sure that there was going to be another scene. And the screen stayed black for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the credits roll and we were all cheering. But then something else happened. Anybody want to jump in? <laughs> the amazing, like, post-credit blooper, or I guess mid-credit blooper montage. Sort of. They thing. weren't even really, like, bloopers. It was, no. it was, uh, it was like, Behind extra the scenes, scenes of them dancing and forgetting Jean-Claude Van Damme's lines. Yeah. And like, hey, look how stupid Van Damme is. <laughs> like, look at this idiot. <laughs> Not only was his character stupid, he was too stupid to even play the stupid character actor. <laughs> and, and boy, like if there was any sort of emotional gravitas to the movie of him just having murdered this person that we're supposed to think that he more mortally hates. Like immediately it goes into this sort of pseudo blooper reel. Yeah. This is not the kind of movie that's supposed to have bloopers. And the blooper reel lasted the entire credits. <laughs> it did. It didn't go like part of it. It was from start to finish, the entire credits were watching people dancing on set, people pretending to get mad about being punched, people uh, forgetting their lines. Jean-Claude Van Damme stepping being like, on a rake he's 60 <laughs> kick higher and then like pretending like he's having his hand kicked he's like doing this like someone's kicking his hand but it's not happening it's very weird did you like that Shanley? um part of me did because it was like yeah they're not taking filming this movie seriously thank they goodness they just are having fun I felt like it was very much like the Adam Sandler thing where I feel like they, like, Ridiculous 6, didn't they have a kind of blooper wheel at the end? Where it's like, oh yeah, they just went on vacation with all their friends. Yeah, it was just them having fun. Yeah. And it's like, you guys are having so much more fun in the bloopers than we than had the audience watched. had watching. <laughs> it's messed yeah. up. Yeah. So I kind of got that Don't impression Don't remind us from that you this... had a good time with this movie. <laughs> and this movie, as we've been talking about the entire time, was so derivative of everything else. Yeah. We I didn't even mention that uh, when he is the what you call the ninja fight along the North River. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Mission Impossible three, I think, where the where Tom Cruise runs down that that same marketplace. It's it's just it's everything. But the movie ends with another ripoff, which has got to be a a Rocky homage because it ends with a freeze frame. Like most of the Rocky movies do post Rocky three, but it is the most random scene in the entire movie. It's the it's the opening fight that that we see Kurt fight when he's fighting professionally, MMA, and it's like a big flying knee kick, mm-hmm. and then it's that freeze frame for the rest of the credits. And we're just like, this fight had nothing to do with the story. Like, shouldn't it be him like pun like kicking Moncut in the jaw or something? Yeah. So even the end of the movie, <laughs> at the end of the credits, it was stupid and nonsensical. Yeah. This movie from start to finish, like, what I will say about this movie is, like, it's on digital film. So it, it looks pretty good for the fact that even though the camera work is really obnoxious and stupid, visually it actually looks like a professional movie, but this movie was not made by people who know how to make movies. Okay. Absolutely no narrative no story no exposition no continuity no transition just dumb 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 poopy poopy pants it's a little harsh (laughs) no 
Was that a little crass as well? No, I would never say something was crass. <laughs> I liked it. I like a movie where the message of the movie is everyone should just be on performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> yeah. They don't go, okay, we're going to use this as an opportunity for like hard work and discipline and smarts to like overcome <laughs> the like freak bioengineered giant monster man who's on adrenaline. He goes, no, he'll kill you. But if you also take that adrenaline, <laughs> then you might be able to beat him. Yeah. That's the message. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, do steroids. <laughs> yes. Cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not cheating because there's no rules in underground illegal fighting. Yeah. Subheading. Mm-hmm. Fight illegally. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if somebody kidnaps you to get you to fight, all right. And that's fair. But don't get you mad know, at don't them. Don't get mad at them. Just get- don't let that guy you're going to fight say anything bad about your girl. Uh, or good about her. Or anything. Yeah. Does anybody have any popcorn? I want to breeze through the rest Hell of Hell yeah. Okay, I have so some popcorn. So many popcorns. Okay. Shannon, you got go. anything? I do. Oh. Yay, my girl. So, we kind of just mentioned how they featured like a UFC kind of fight. Yeah. So, during the fight that they show in the beginning of the movie, <gasps> they really showed a part that said like brought to you by Copper Gel. Like, looks like there's advertising on the bottom of the screen. Okay. And, I mean, look, it's about, like, maybe a third of the screen that you see this. And so I was curious. So I looked it up. Copper Gel actually exists. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And it is um, owned by Mike Tyson. (laughs) Wow. So that was, like, (laughs) product placement right there. Is it a deodorant? Um, let's see. It looks like a cannabis... Line ah, that makes sense. like pain relief. That's like stuff. his whole thing. Cannabis. And Mike pigeons. Tyson is like a whole like weed brand now. And he loves pigeons. Yeah. Do you like Mike Tyson mysteries? Why is William Shatner on this copper gel thing? Because this is how I kind of found together. out that it's owned by Mike Tyson. Is I looked up the copper gel website, and there's a whole thing of like William Shatner. On what it's like to be hit by Mike Tyson. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay, connection. Um, but yeah, so I like Very that good. that product placement got its way there. Good investigative mm. journalism there. Shout oh, yeah. To. You really got to the bottom of that. I did. Other popcorns? Uh, I have one. I have in my notes, what is this shock and awe? It is nonsense. You remember that first half of it? That's a play on what is this shake and bake. Talladega Nights. Yeah, I don't mm. think that's a callback to that. I know it's not a callback to that. <laughs> my, You're saying Me that? saying in my notes, what oh, is this? What is this shake and bake? It's nonsense. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. in the movie, they say sh- shock and awe yeah. for like the first third of the movie. It's shock and terror. Is it? Birdemic. Oh, Birdemic Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Are they calling back to one of our previous so. episodes? Through, like, but getting it wrong? Mm, no. yeah. It's amazing. Do, do you remember that, though? In like, the first third of this movie, it, it kept yeah. saying shock and awe, shock and awe. Yes. What is this shock and awe? It is nonsense. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Jimmy, popcorns? One thing we totally didn't mention, but when they're doing the montage uh, of like the training, after Duran sees Moncut and is like listening to him fight there's a part where one of the chubbies that's fighting him sorry the what the chubbies okay uh connects to the jaw 
and he doesn't like fall or anything. Monka just kind of like pauses for a second, okay. and Dread's like, "Oh, what is wrong with your champion?" or something like that, and like nothing. Oh, yeah. But that was all he needed to go back and teach Carl, like, "Hey, man, he's got a weakness. You got to get him in the jaw. That's the kill shot." Yeah. And then forty-five minutes to three hours later, he is in the middle of his final fight. And Duran says, and remember, the kill shot. <laughs> and I was like, are you really thinking that you need to tell your professional fighter to remember to punch his opponent in the jaw? That's not even a like, unique <laughs> the weak spot. Like, yeah. His weakness is punching him in the jaw. Like, that's <laughs> you, everyone's weakness. You may not know <laughs> this, but if you punch him in the balls, yeah. he will be <laughs> injured. He has three weaknesses. Punch to the jaw, kick to the balls. Or a knife to the heart. If you get an opportunity for any of those, it'll probably work on this guy. Space bar, space bar, space He's bar. He's unique like that. If you can find a chain, that'll help. <laughs> his, it's like his kryptonite. You have to understand this, Kurt. He can't handle a chain. Any other popcorn, Shanley? Um, that's the only one I had. I've got one. Um, it's when his wife, Louise, mm-hmm. um, goes to talk to the random cops uh, there's the the main police officer she's talking about, who's like like a militant police officer. He's got he's got all these medals and pins and things, but he's also got like two flunkies with him, and one of them is just this big chunky casino man <laughs> who's wearing thick black sunglasses. And in their conversation, this guy is within focus in the center of the screen. He's between the general guy and the wife. And he's just sitting there, center frame, not participating in the scene at all. And it was so fun to watch because he's just there. And it made me very happy. Did That's you catch awesome. that? No, I didn't. He's not. a very Kim Jong Un looking That's what sunglasses. I was yeah. yeah, the sunglasses look like Kim uh-huh. Jong Un glasses. It's amazing. That's awesome. Ugh. Um, I have to say, uh, one thing that really bothered me about this movie, Mike Tyson was totally boned. Like he what? is the superior trainer. He's got better insight. He's got better actual sight. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, here's some herbs that'll help toughen you up and, like, develop your, like, skin to, like, withstand, like, the the pains and stuff. This plant is called copper gel. Yeah, it's brought to you by copper gel. <laughs> I sell it on my website. Um, but he's, like, super useful. He can punch through, like, a, a support beam in the prison. He's, like, all, like, spiritual and stuff. Yeah. He should have been brought out of the prison to teach he should have been at the fight it's really messed up that we have this blind dude who's saying you have to feel the air move before it moves like that's that doesn't make sense and here is mike tyson's character briggs back in jail listening to the fight over the radio wouldn't it make more sense for the blind guy to be yes. listening to it on the radio and the yeah. guy with sight to be at at the about it's crazy that just makes man. too much sense um, <laughs> so i was really upset by that i'm really upset that we got to see the only like prominent black character in this movie get whipped in prison for doing like nothing basically yeah and then we see him just left in prison while the white dudes go run around town and do whatever they want and get paid a million dollars. It's pretty messed up. It really yeah. bothered me. 
At least he um, got exposure for Copper Joe. He did. I mean, really, he probably made more money off this than anyone else. And I really like that. Uh, I mean, th- this might be my line, I guess, because the other ones have mostly been said. But uh, at the very end of the movie, there's like a voiceover <laughs> where Mike Tyson says, this did not happen earlier in the movie. Okay. But it's supposed to be like a callback, I think. And he says, you keep coming with the drive, desire, and the will to win. I will make you immortal. Yeah, he never said that. Like, in the he movie. did not say that. And what does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you won't. And also, if a guy's telling you that, bring him out of the prison yeah. and have him train you. Because he's going to make you immortal. Like, <laughs> that's what you should be doing. Not talking to this crazy guy. Yeah. That really upset me. I really uh, yeah. wanted Mike to get more action in this. And his acting genuinely was pretty good. And he would have definitely pulled those two tattooed girls. Maybe that's why they didn't want him around. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. an alpha thing. Mm. Mm. Also, in between rounds in the final fight, they cut to the scientist massaging the shoulders of Monk <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious he's like standing on a ledge behind him <laughs> so he could reach it. and he's like just r- all fingertips on his shoulders and it's hilarious yeah, that's good it's like a wide shot it's not close up he's it's not like, even strong enough like to w- massage him yeah. it's can't... a wide shot of just this dorky guy standing behind Monk rubbing his shoulders <laughs> it's so funny that's good there's at one point I think they're like breaking through Christopher Lambert's fortress and there's like a handprint thing mm. and it's supposed to be like uh, a scanning plate that's scanning the handprint of like a, a guard that they knocked out and they put his hand on and it's that trope but the handprint that shows up on that screen it's is tiny. like really small so yeah. like it's all like just it's like the <laughs> hand is it's the palm is like six inches from the <laughs> screen a, yeah so you got that too that's a very funny I one. loved that I was um, like really they just couldn't afford like a big enough iPad to like do that or not put a handprint there it's, it, if, if it's got a stripe that nah. goes up and down you understand it's scanning the handprint or don't do that. <laughs> like, if you can't do it well, leave that out of yeah. the damn movie. We would have been fine if they just walked through the door. <laughs> yeah, nobody would have been like, they should have had one of those handprint things. That would be dope. They had one in Leprechaun 4 in Spiforce. Uh I have in my notes, I swear if I hear another damn gong cueing a fight scene, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> there was actually, after I typed that in, there was only one other gong that cued a fight scene. But this one actually showed someone hitting a gun. Yeah, I love that. In the, in the original Muay Thai temple. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They also said that the spirits of all the dead Muay Thai fighters were in there to give their strength to the fighters. Yeah, sure it does. It really upset me. Like, Muay Thai is really cool. And Muay Thai fighters in Thailand are, like, super badass, dude. Like... Yeah. Have you seen like videos of them like kicking down trees and stuff? I've seen some of those, yeah. And it's like you really couldn't have had a single Muay Thai dude in this. Like nope. what are we doing here? You you're going through the effort to have it like just make it a fight. It doesn't even need to be in the original Muay Thai temple. But if you're going to do that, it could be the let's second get some Muay Thai, Thai fighters yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the 16th Muay Thai <laughs> temple. <laughs> it's pretty good. Not the best, but it's pretty good. Michelangelo painted it. <laughs> the stupid Sistine Chapel. You're dumb. 
a 16th temple. I just have one more quote to throw in. Does anybody else have any quotes? Oh, you son of a bitch. I, I didn't mean to. Quote. I never mean to reserve this. I have these, I one swear. more. Okay. But it's not good, and you're probably going to have a better one. I don't know if I do. Shanley, do you have any more quotes that haven't come up yet? I think I oh do. Oh, my God. Is his name Kurt? Yeah. I'm going to punch you in the face. I thought that was one of the joke names. I thought Carl was the real name. Why would his name be Carl? Why would it be Kurt? You haven't seen me like glare at you the whole time? That's just what you look like. <laughs> I thought it was one of the other million things that I've been doing to piss you. Yeah. Okay, so Shanley, you said you think you have another quote? Yes. Let's hear it. So, I think this is right when Kurt comes back to life. And oh, you bastard. You're going to take my I'm line. I'm going to take it. Damn it. No, Shanley, you do it. I thought it was you, man. You got there first. So Kurt comes back to life, and then he tough talks Moncut, whatever his name is. Uh-huh. Moncut. And he says, the only way I'm going down is if you ugly me to death. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good line. Uh. I mean, is it? It's a third grade fight. I could see him like just like you know like, tongue cheeking, going, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. That was really eye rolling. Mm-hmm. Was that your, your no, remaining one? It was not mine. That's a good one, Shanley. Jimmy, you got another one. So right after that, we get some more awesome wisdom from. Oh Durant. shoot! I think you and I are in the same wavelength Durant. here. Duran shouts out to the dude one more tip in the midst of the fight and says. Kurt, ground the big man to the ground. <laughs> ground the big man to the ground. That's not the one I had, but that's a good one. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> ground him to the ground. I think it's the, I was thinking about it when he said that. I think it's like a like you know you grind something. I think that that's what he meant. Like, did he come up? Was that like improvised? I, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Because, so was the not, ugly me to death. That was probably no also one should have written that line, and definitely not for Jean Claude Van Damme. And shouldn't like, have been left in the movie. Ground the big man to the ground. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I was like, "What does that even mean?" Like, and why are you giving advice? That's like, yeah, I've been trying to do that, dude. Like, <laughs> hey, k- kick him, kick him really hard. Like, okay, I should have thought of that. Thanks. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I should man. have brought my dad to this thing. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what it's like. That's what it feels like, yeah. Uh, I have another... Like, like dad yelling, hit a home run. It's like, thanks. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have another Durand quote, but this one's from way early on in the movie. This is... This is not the martial arts way. It is not the truth. Mm. Don't know what that's talking about, but it's stupid. That is about the <laughs> adrenaline. Th- that is not the truth? Because he's cheating. Bec- oh. It is not the truth, then. That's what he's mad about. Mm. He is not a- And then at the end of the fight, they're just like, okay. But, you know, you gotta do it. Otherwise, you're, you already mm-hmm. died. It's time to cheat. <laughs> 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 I mean, coming back to life is the ultimate cheat yeah. after a fight to the death. So, I mean, he's already one foot out of the grave, if you will. Um, what what quote is going to be your favorites, then? Th- I would just use uh, mine. That's your favorite one? Oh, my favorite? I mean, okay. I mean, if I had to say favorite, I think it's the... Um, 
The two guards talking. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe she sent me this picture? Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a really good one. Jimmy, favorite one? Oh my god. I mean, just for the delivery alone, it has to be. You have to feel his thought. The air move before it moves. Because you're him. Beautiful. Like, that's just... I want that on a t-shirt. I want to live by that. I want that on my tombstone. Very good. Uh... Kurt, coconut, coconut. (laughs) That's my favorite one. Because it's just the... Psychotic rants of a madman. <laughs> this is insane. It reminds me of uh, there's something about Mary. Yeah, and coconut. coconut. <laughs> yes, very good, coconut. <laughs> yeah, that that's my line. That's really good. What a dumb movie. All right, we did it. Rankins. Yup. Who go first? Shanley. Shanley goes last because it was her spin. Yeah, yeah. she gets to. You know, goes Matt, first. you go first. <sighs> Uh, above kickboxer retaliation, I have. Is there a colon? No. Yes. It's not punctuated. According to IMDb, it is. Uh, not in the tomatoes. not in the title shot though. In the title True. shot, it's just kickboxer retaliation, and it's written in like tap out t-shirt font, but like <laughs> a but was... a knockoff tap out t-shirt t-shirt font. Um, above. Kickboxer retaliation. I have Leprechaun in four Inspa Force, and under it I have nothing. This is my new bottom. Wow! And it is dead last because Highlander Two was nauseating. Leprechaun was the stupidest movie I've ever seen. But this is a new form of stupid that is like Leprechaun was like stupid humor and stupid horror. Like it was, it was stupid on a comical level. Even if they didn't quite mean it as stupid as it as it was, because I think they meant it to be silly, but it was so dumb. But this movie was stupid, as in like extremely unintelligent to the umpteenth power. Like there, this movie exhibits absolutely no skill in movie making. It is the dumbest, stupidest crafted thing I've ever seen. And oh my god, Matt! You need to stop right now, dude. I'm not gonna sit here. I and have the floor, this. sir. Hold on, no, no, no. I have the floor, I'm sir. One, I will I, not I, yield. I, I demand to know. This is number 29 for you. This is number 29 for me. And where, sir, is Birdemic Shock and Terror? Oh damn, that's like the number five or something. And you want to sit here and talk about people who don't know number how four. to make a movie? That movie makes no sense. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. A big way of me doing these rankings is, like, I do see somewhat see movie night as, like, a, as a collective thing. Like, something I would do with my friends. I mean, that's what I do with you guys every week. I could throw on Birdemic, and we could laugh about it the entire time. We could roll our eyes for a vast majority of it, but we can listen to hanging out with my family and stuff like that. This movie couldn't even accomplish that. Same thing with Leprechaun 4. We, excuse me. I mispronounced it. Why did I yeah, pronounce it like what that? Are, what, what are you oh, talking about? Uh, sorry. Leprechaun 4 and for Force. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can watch that movie and everybody could laugh and tune out. But this movie is just like, it's like breathing jello. 
and uh, there, there's no joy to be had with this at okay. all. Well, that's a ridiculous thing. Breathing Jello sounds kind of nice. <laughs> Jello's delicious and cold. <laughs> Ooh, Dave, cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's crazy. Yeah, you're a crazy Dead person. Last. This is a new low. I that's insane. I thought that Highlander Two: The Quickening was gonna be the dumbest thing that I've ever watched. But like, there's there's <laughs> stuff in that that we could like laugh at, like the crazy villain in it and stuff like that. Whereas this movie just pissed me off because it was so stupid. I think you're in a weird place right now because you're wrong about this. I'm not wrong. That is exactly how I feel about it. Yeah, is it my turn? I guess. All right. Go ahead. This, I'm not going to sit here and pretend this is a great movie, <laughs> but it's a pretty fun crappy movie and i have this at number 19 this is in between 18 the adventures of ichabod and mr toad this is between 18 and 20 (laughs) (laughs) the the adventures of ichabod and mr toad at 18 ichabod ichabod yes that's that's my brother's name (laughs) number 20 scary stories to tell in the dark both from you, same week. Yeah, it's uh, it. yeah, it's right in between those. It's fine. I think the distinction between those is Kickboxer Retaliation, number nineteen and up, starts the movies that are bad. But I kind of am like I'd, I'd be excited to watch it because it's funny, and there's something of value in it. You know, there's some part of it that I'm excited about. From Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark down is all just, okay, I hate, I don't ever want to see any of these again, but this if has I had something to, more If to I had value. to, this yeah. is the order that this I would This will be less to. painful than the one below sure. it. okay. But yeah, so, so number 19, not too bad. I mean, the worst of the acceptable movies, <laughs> but still acceptable. Not too shabby, Shanley. I'm really struggling of where to put this. I put feel it in the like bin. <laughs> um, I'm not really happy where it is, but I can't really figure out where else to put it. Right now, it is at number two. <laughs> <laughs> it's right above Ford v Ferrari. It's at number twenty. Okay. Yeah. So it is. Put both... it up one. Matthew feels right. You put it up one. <laughs> so it's below Song of the South and it's above the Phantom. So I feel like honestly, I don't get I don't understand your hatred for this movie. I hated it. I understand it is not a good movie. There is It's not the, a movie. The plot It's totally a movie. It's a great film. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even get through that, Jimmy. <laughs> It was fun. I think people should watch this one. No, I don't regret spending I cannot believe $4 you on this. It. I wish we bought it. I'm going to buy you a free <laughs> Please find it at a Walmart, please. It's a Walmart exclusive. <laughs> I, I don't know. Why uh, are you having a hard time with it? Because you know it's better than number 20, but you're not sure how high you can get away with putting it? So that your I reputation feel... suffering. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, I didn't hate it, but it did drag on a little bit. 
But, like, I think it was a fun thing to watch. Like, I enjoyed that it was, like, action somewhat heavy and not really a lot of a plot. Like, yeah, that's what I expected. I'm kind of action and somewhat heavy. (laughs) That's why I like you. That's (laughs) me. The big question I have to ask Shanley is, and we're going to the experts here, do you think your mom would like this movie? You know, I think my mom likes to care a little bit more about the characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't spell characters without care. Do you think your mom would like this movie if she was doing and folding laundry and eating chips and drinking wine and coming in and out of the room while this was on? And someone was paying her $1,000 per minute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's often how she watches basketball games or movies that are on. No, 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 no. My mom watches basketball games. With, like, a raise, like, she's focused. I've seen, I mean, maybe it's, I'm usually there when there's, like, a party or something going on, so she's, like, busy, but. If, if it's a game she's seen before, oh then God. she's. A game she's seen before. My mom. I've been at your house when it's, like, Christmas Eve, or, I, mean, I don't know if there's basketball, there's not basketball games on Christmas <laughs> Eve, <laughs> but, like, yeah. it's, like, some kind of event that we're there for, and she is, like, watching. And then, like, walking away to go do something and then, like, hear something. Oh, my God, what just happened? And, like, runs into the room. Yeah. So, like, I've seen it. It's a thing. She's usually... I've never really seen your mom just sit on the couch and watch something. Like, there's too many people making too many messes that she's cleaning up. And so she doesn't really do that. She's usually on the move somewhere. Yeah, that's true. I think I'm ready for a spin. Mm. Mm. It's a jolly spin. Hey, Aww. you hear that? Is that what I think it is? It is. Is that... It's a jar of coins falling down the stairs. It sounds jingly. It is. It's a jingle wheel. It is a jingle wheel. A jingle wheel's a coming. It's coming around the bend. <laughs> coming around the spin? No, that didn't work. Got nothing. It's coming around the gym. <laughs> Don't Me. say that. <laughs> Don't say things like that. Well, yeah, we... You heard that uh, sound that vaguely sounded like Jingle Bells. It worked for me. I was impressed. <laughs> okay. Uh, because this marks the end of uh, the weekly watch wheel for the year. And we are now going into another special holiday season show called Jingle Wheel. Yeah, deck the wheel. <laughs> Sounds like somebody just run up and punch the wheel. <laughs> Take that, Shanley. You want to throw one out? Mm, nope. But uh, we we wheel you a merry spin mess. No, maybe. <laughs> well, uh, Jimmy, how do you how do you feel about being the first to spin the wheel? You want to know how I feel, Matt? Honestly. I feel like Frost Wheel the Spin Man. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I do. Frost Wheel the Spin Man. Wow. <laughs> I'm committing to it. In my head, I hear little German children singing, Can I spin for you? <laughs> I'm seeing Jimmy as um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in 
Um, Batman Robin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's good. I thought she was going to go jingle all the way, but now she gave no. you a better role. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got nothing else. But I was uh, going to say Jack Frost spinning at your nose. Spinning at your wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Although it's been spun many times, many ways. Mary Wheelmas. To wheel. <laughs> okay. We're going to be doing this all month, gang. All month long. Lots of toys and goodies on his wheel. I, I don't have anything else. Uh, A lot I, of cats and gories on this wheel. No. <laughs> uh, as you can probably see on the podcast, I've color-coded uh, this special holiday wheel oh, you guys to love be Christmas looking at this colors. on the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to hold it up to the mic so you can yeah. see it. Ooh, hear those oh, colors. Oh, that's pretty. You remember Parks and Rec when they're they're gonna live broadcast the Christmas tree lighting? See, listening to that tree lighting is gonna be dope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just the noise of Chris Wheel. Wow, we're so athletic. That's the most athletic thing. Shanley didn't even look at that. Matt just threw, like, a line drive of the phone to my hand. I, I barely lifted it. It just went straight in. It was crazy. Before the phone move. Uh-huh. You it felt feel, it? His thought was my thought. Wheel. Wheel. Um, maybe uh, check if my phone is on silent, because you got to get the clickety sound. Oh, oh, this isn't canon. This isn't a legit spin. Non-canonical, non-canonical. Non-canonical, non-canonical. <laughs> Is it brown? <laughs> no. It is, it's pass. You cannot pass. Dude, that'd be hilarious. If you put pass on the wheel. And somebody else gets a spin for you. To someone yes. else. <laughs> That's so messed up. We oh, no. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> we don't have any actions on ours. Dude. Venn diagram is a little bit like mine. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Lose a turn. This one just says kick in the nuts. <laughs> in the chest nuts. Does that mean that the spinner gets to kick someone in the nuts? Does that mean that you get to kick that the spinner in the nuts? What if the spinner don't have nuts? Hmm. Wow. Let's see. Preconceived notions there. I mean, these are hers. <laughs> right, Shanley? Yep. I like those odds. <laughs> okay so uh here we go let's do this we spin in this is spinning time Mm -hmm. that was the chair (laughs) that was to i'm still hearing children singing (laughs) can i spin for you (laughs) i just keep hearing spinity spin spin spinity spin spin look at that wheel man go Okay. Good spin wheel syslaws. <laughs> there must have been some magic in that iPhone app they found. <laughs> For when they spin that picture wheel, it spin it round and round. <laughs> Shinley, what is wrong with you? How are you not laughing She's out loud at this? Pissed at us. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I have my laptop like propped up against my belly right now. Yeah. And yeah, that's probably great for the baby. <laughs> well, he's absorbing the knowledge. There was just a really strong kick that like I actually saw my laptop like move, and I can't tell if I'm like proud or happy or horrified. Uh-huh. I I don't know how to react to that. It okay. Just, just a... Let's vote. I say proud. Maybe. Feel those kicks? He's going to be a soccer player. He's okay. going to be a laptop kicker. <laughs> All right. It's spin time. Let's do this. Y'all ready? Yeah. Oh, no. Get on there. Sounds like a good one. Yeah! Wow. What'd you get? Feliz Navidad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. What, what's Feliz Navidad? Feliz Navidad is Christmas movies where the main character is a father. Just just trying to trying to score as a dad. Get, yep. a, get a big win. Are you sure it's not Feliz Navy Dad? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Dad, dad has to be in the summer. Navy. <laughs> That's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. There's only like six or seven of those. And most of them are Christmas movies. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Navy Dad 2, Navy Dad 3. Navy Dad, the first one, doesn't actually have a Navy Dad in it. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's Mrs. Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nefor v. DeFord 4. And Spaforce. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, so... Let's hear it. Who's got a, a Feliz Navidad? I don't know if we should throw any of those pitch. out. Like, I, I feel like some yeah. of these these uh, Christmas movies are a little too niche, and if we throw them out, you might miss out. Really? Yeah. Opportunities. Are we doing this Halloween style? Where I oh, come up with yes. three, yes, yes, and yes. you both come up with one? Uh, you come up with three, from which you'll choose one, and we come up with each we bring up one that will not be chosen. Yeah, you guys waste your time. <laughs> okay. You guys entertain yourselves as though there's a chance. You, We will be the uh, proverbial wall <laughs> in the play. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to twist the um, the adage to be a fly on the wall to fit Shanley's role in that play. <laughs> oh, to be a wall. Yeah, got nothing. Keep working. I keep thinking, all in all, you're just uh, another Shan on the wall. <laughs> That's good. In the wall. In the wall. Yeah. Hmm. I, I'm hearing at the end of at the end of the play, the teacher going, "Ms. Shanlichev, take off that wall." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Dude. She's not even listening because that no. was gold. That, that was, was great. I don't get oh, it. Oh, hey. Yeah. This month, you guys, it's going to be a month full of gold, frankenspins, and wheel. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one that just degrades as, as it goes through. It's good. It comes back around. Yeah. As a wheel does. Mm. For art is the grease in the wheel of life hell yeah <laughs> um shanley did you hear what matt said i didn't get it he said <laughs> say it again the drama teacher at the end of the play going ms shanley chev take off that wall it's from the cold war mm. mr Gorbachev. it's from your own your homeland zamataland <laughs> the Rhineland, I think. I don't think so. Really? No? No. 
I thought that was the Rhineland. It's I've the Berlin Wall, Poland, I've got Munich. I've got the Rhineland. Who could ask for anything more? <laughs> Is that something? That's something, right? <laughs> Did you just make that up? It's something that I've been singing for years, but I certainly... I think like, that's I, a thing. No, I made that up. Maybe but I've it's just sing- from you Maybe you've heard me singing it. I've definitely heard you sing it before. I wasn't sure if that's from something. I don't think it that's is. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. <clears throat> well, then, um, I guess we'll see everyone next week on whatever this show is called. We couldn't really settle yeah, on come anything. Come up with your own name. Who? Write it in. Oh yeah, our listeners. listeners yeah. yeah, it's not gonna matter because we pre-record on, uh, these. You guys all follow us on Instagram, probably not. Um, so just go ahead and say it on there. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or on on the tweeters. Yeah. Mm, tweet Twi- in. Tweet us. Have yourselves a merry little spinmas. Uh, or how about? Oh, uh, and a happy wheel year. <laughs> happy new wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Shanley, you got any? Nope. I think not you're today. saving them. <laughs> Not today. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, cool. Then I guess we'll see everybody next week on movie night, right here on whatever the hell this is, where we'll, we'll watch, watch a, a Feliz, Feliz Navidad movie. Sweet. Peace on earth. Ho ho ho. Good wheel to men <laughs> and women. Mm. Right. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for listening in to the Weekly Watch Wheel. If you had as much fun as they did, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend about us, and maybe even leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter at WKLYWatchWheel or via email at WeeklyWatchWheel at gmail.com. Bye! It's the Weekly Watch Wheel!